Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to a very special Christmas episode of the movie Heroes for Hire podcast movie. But this, that's, that's what we do. Yeah. That's the name of the, the podcast and the show. So this is a very special episode as for the first time, how many, it, how long? It, it's certainly months. It's, it's, we decided during a very new variant to get really together yeah. and just have a podcast. Yeah, we, we, we came from our separate households and we've merged them into one household. I was shaking hands with everyone here. I've been way. licking doorknobs to prepare. <laughs> So, um, me and Sean are back, and of course, this is the Christmas special, so we wanted to make it big. And to make it big was, we just so happened to have a chat with Kevin. Yeah. We had a chat with Kevin, and Kevin decided, right lads, I'll drop No Way Home the 15th of December. Don't worry. Yeah, which gives us enough time to watch it, Mm. and review it. Exactly. So this is our spoiler-filled Spider-Man No Way Home review. I don't know how long this is going to be. It, yeah, I feel it could it could easily be six hours. Mm, Probably won't be, listeners. I, I really hope not. <laughs> I, I have plans later. <laughs> do have plans. <laughs> but we do have to get to a lot of stuff in this project. Now, if this is your first episode, um, welcome. We are normally a lot more, I, I would say, uh, structured. Structured, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, is, this is weird because it is our Christmas special as well. As a movie review. Yeah. Normally it, this show is about movie news. Mm. And occasionally a review is peppered in. 
this we're just we're throwing it all against the wall and seeing what happens. And if you haven't listened to one of our reviews before, you clearly haven't been to our Patreon. Let's not get into oh, the chat. Oh, oh, oh god! Oh god! No, it's done. It's done. It's done. Um, no, but uh, we normally start off at the start of the movie. We just go through it. We just have a chat with with the scenes that are important to us. Now we're not going to talk about everything, but. In this movie, there's a lot to talk about, so we can't just go a general overview. Well, wasn't that class? Exactly, yeah, and like it's it's nice to like remember the beats uh, mm. of the story and how we felt at that time, um, and so that's if you haven't listened to one of our movie reviews before. But if you've not listened to one of our Christmas episodes before, oh, oh. something that we tend to do. Mm. Is the annual Heroes for Hire gift exchange. And every year, Sean outdoes me by an almost extraordinary amount. Uh, I wouldn't say extraordinary. <laughs> I wouldn't say outdoes. I wouldn't say every year. <laughs> that would, was all the words. I would just say my name and then stare at you. <laughs> That's normally regularly what you do. Sean. Sean. Thank you. Fuck me, he's good. Fuck me, he's good. <laughs> oh, he's done it um, again. He's done me again. Um, but yeah, so as we every single year we exchange gifts. Now this mm. year is interesting because we haven't seen each other. I think it's been at least a year. I, is it a year? It might be at we, least at we, least six months. We it, yeah, we definitely did the Christmas episode here, like together. Yeah, last year. Mm. Then Ireland locked down for five months. Yeah, and then locked down again for another six months. Yeah, so I think it might... Have we not seen each other in That's mad. That's fucked. That's really That's fucked. entirely fucked. But we talk way too much. But so Sean, three times a week. So, Sean, um, <laughs> let's do our gift exchange now, because then we can get straight into the review. We just go barrel straight through. Exactly, and look, if you're just here for the Spider-Man review, there is a timestamp in the description of this episode where you can skip the gift giving. <laughs> this is more just love. It's more just love. This is if you're into the the, the relationships of the pod. <laughs> Fuck you. Thank okay. you. <laughs> so, Sean, what I've done this year is actually one of your presents has arrived yet. Oh, okay. Which I'm very annoyed about. <laughs> okay. Um, because it said the 21st and I, I risked it. You did. I, I risked it and I said, okay, let's go for it. It's stuck in the Suez Canal somewhere. <laughs> it's twirling around <laughs> slowly. It's, on a, it's on, a, on a little lifeboat all of its own. So I said I'd take the risk. It has not arrived. It lived up to the 21st mantra. That's okay. So what I do have is I still have two gifts to give you, thankfully. You triple gifted? I triple gifted because oh, you always outdo me. I only did double gifted. Unfortunately, you. I do feel like both my gifts are the same. <laughs> so... So, okay, let's do you first. Do you want to do... Yeah, yeah, Okay, all right. Okay. So there's one of your gifts. Oh, and very nice. Another one over here. And there's oh. your other gift. Oh, two good gifts. Um, here we go. One of them I went the whole way to London to pick up. London? London. My God, okay. Yes. This is good oh, ASMR go. content. Here we go. <gasps> oh. Oh, my God. Oh, I like this very much. Oh, my God, what is it? It is... A Duncan Idaho pop vinyl. From June. From June. <laughs> It's December and we're talking about June. Uh, that's actually class. The, um, it's got the Jason Momoa eyebrow. The little shaved eyebrow. Yeah. That's a very detailed pop fight. Very. I worked out. I, I did it myself. Thank you very much, Connor. That's lovely. No problem. He's going right on the desk. I know that's your favourite character from that favourite movie. Because why is he just called Duncan Idaho? I don't know. It's so In a cool. world of fucking so space. Cool. And now, gift two. Oh, gee. The- <laughs> yes. <laughs> This is amazing. So, if you're not a regular listener to the show, but you're somehow listening to the gift-giving section, one of our recent fascinations is with Irish actor and second coming of Christ, Barry Keown. All hail the master. All hail the master. And so, 
Connor has gotten me a Marvel Legends figure, which is, which is a really like that's a lot, dude. And it's of Druig, which is Barry Keown's character yeah. in the Eternals. That's amazing. He talks in an Irish accent for the whole movie, and yeah. he became our patron saint due to the fact that they just let him talk in his actual accent. Yeah, and he like he says the line, "What's going on, lads? What's going on, lads?" And not much, Barry. Have you what also about noticed there's the head, the over- head of Gilgamesh <laughs> is. I wasn't going to address it. So, There's a weird thing where they're selling Gilgamesh parts <laughs> in all the other Eternals. And so you have to buy like eight of them to, to get the full To team. assemble Gilgamesh. <laughs> Why is it Gilgamesh? He's the one they chose. I, my heart would have been broken if Barry had been chosen. Oh. I would have had to buy all eight. Or just get me the one with Barry's head. Oh, that'd be enough. I'll just put him on Gemma Chan's body and it'll be fine. (laughs) Actually, I'm going to take Gilgamesh's head. I'm probably going to put him on a Warhammer figure. yes. (laughs) That's what Gilgamesh would have wanted. That's amazing. Thank you so much. No problem. He's class. Oh, boys. Okay. Would you like to open your gifts? Yes, okay. Okay, here we go. So it's a bag with some wrapping things inside of it. It's normally how gifts... Work? Yeah, I would say so. Sell uh, tape quite a lot. A lot of tape. They uh, really went through the tape, so, so I did. So your rapid is always first level. It's uh, it's always... Gonna love with you, Connor. Orla does it first. Ah, <laughs> you tricky devil. <laughs> Instant <laughs> ten points off of the game. Okay, so this is a very heavy book we've picked up. How do you know it's a book, Connor? Um, it, it's a book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it is, actually. <laughs> so we're going to open the rapid. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Uh, this is what I think it's genuinely just a nice gift <gasps> Joss Whedon's Angel Joss Whedon's Angel in comic book form comic book form it bridges the gap between seasons one and two don't be, don't be at me now it's more angel content you, for you Connor you know I love <laughs> Angel from Buffy the Vampire Slayer lore you, you <laughs> I actually have an angel talking point for the movie, but I'll get to it later on. Uh, you have an angel reference for every oh, movie. Oh, I do. We watch. Every episode. It's like an angel when. He... <laughs> do you remember an angel? <laughs> no, I don't. You're the only person who watched Angel. In 2002, did I remember Angel? Um, that's amazing. I know they did like comic book series of all of them, but I didn't know that one existed. That's yeah, a tick one as well. That's it's a, t- a, that's it's a, a tick boy. One. There's a lot in mm. it. Apparently, there's like some of them are like out of print, so this is the first time they've all been collected together. <sighs> you devil! Ta- you devil! Ta- Thank like you it. very ta- much. Ta- okay. it, and there's another second gift. That's it's heavy. It's heavy. It's, it's heavy. It's weighty. It's in a photo frame. It's in a photo frame, Connor. It's in a photo frame. It's a photo frame. It's on the. It's way- just a frame. It's just a frame, and we're gonna flip it. We're gonna flip it over. <gasps> oh my god! It's a film cell. It's a film cell from the Dark Knight. Well, from the Batman film. <laughs> You've outdone me again. <laughs> I don't know. I think Druig takes it. I think. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Why? It's a, li- it's a limited edition. That's number eight of three hundred. <laughs> In the world. In the world. <laughs> And it's a film cell. It's a film cell. From the Dark Knight. It's 35mm film cell. So I could play a bit. <laughs> you could play a, a proxy. What's like? It's like six frames. Yeah. So what's Ooh, that? Six good ones. It's a quarter of a second. Six good ones. Six good ones. <laughs> Everyone settle in. And we're going to add. Oh. <laughs> I think it's the scene. In... <laughs> you don't know a fucking scene it is. I think I do. Because if you hold it up to the light, you can properly see it. Not when it's in the frame, no, dickhead. No, in the frame. In the frame. Why isn't it coming true? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a black background. But if you hold it up to like a window, it's... You know when Bruce Wayne is about to crash the car into the armoured truck? That's my favourite scene. I was thinking. I was thinking. That's how I knew. <laughs> that 
That's amazing. Happy Christmas, Connor. Thanks, Sean. Same to you. Now, I'm not going to look, but I'm not going to no look throw this into the bin. Do it. By that God, was so close. It went straight onto the floor. <laughs> He threw it the opposite direction from the bin, ladies so and gentlemen. So close. <laughs> you just got to style it out. So you need to yell Colby before you do it. Yeah, you had to fall. Colby? Colby? No, but I wouldn't do that because I'd always miss and I don't want to disrespect the man. Of course. By putting course. his name with me. I don't want him associated with this. <laughs> with this shit. Um, that's our present giving for the year, ladies and gentlemen. That's, I've done it. It's, 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 I like that we do this. This is nice. It's a holiday season special. Uh, my girlfriend asked me today, because um, we haven't seen each other in a year. Yeah. She's like, oh, you're going to give him a big hug. Mm. And I was like, well, we've never hugged before, never. so why start now? No, we don't. Know? We also, I picked you up in a car, so it would have been difficult. To... Yeah, I'll just lean across you there. <laughs> as I, you... I get in the driver's side, weirdly <laughs> enough, and like shimmy across you. <laughs> just, just sorry about this now. Sorry, sorry. 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 Oh. Just while I'm here. So, just ah, the doors. <laughs> What are you doing? I just I like the most direct route myself. <laughs> so, Sean, our present giving is done. I'm sick of this nonsense about Christmas. Yeah, let's talk about nonsense about... This is the film about a lad who eats spiders, isn't this it? This is true, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, Spider-Man No Way Home came out, timestamped this as 11 minutes, approximately. Oh, approximately 11 minutes, <laughs> um, perfect. Sean, Spider-Man No Way Home has come and gone. You are the biggest Spider-Man fan I know. Yeah. Um, and this is why I was... Just fascinated to find out how you felt about it. Because what's interesting is I've heard differing viewpoints. Really? Yes. On the internet? No. Oh. From people I know. Really? Are they Spider-Man fans? A massive Marvel fan texted me that I know and Mm. said he didn't like the movie. And I, after, I had already come out from seeing it. And obviously it's a spoiler-filled review. So I was like... Why? Yeah. And he was like, I didn't like this, this and this. And his points, I understand some of them. Um, he had a massive problem with Doctor Strange. Really? The and the problem with Doctor Strange, he says, is he literally turns up, causes the plot, and then fucks off for an hour and a half, and then comes back and goes, I can fix the plot, don't worry, and does it. I, but I, I, I feel like it's out of his hands for a lot of it. Like, I feel, because you have a character like Doctor Strange who can do all of these things. Mm. And the character of Peter Parker goes to Doctor Strange to do certain things. Uh, But Peter Parker is the reason... Like, he fucks up the spell. He traps Doctor Strange. And he saves the day in the end, really. Uh, Look, I think that you have to... The plot of this movie is very thin, I would say. Yeah. But there is buy-in that you just accept there's an... There's an incident that occurs that leads to all the old villains and all the old Spider-Man coming back. And then, at the end, what I love is that they have to put all the toys back into the box. But they do it in a very, I would say, heroic way. And what I mean by that is that this movie would have been very easily, could have been done, oh, look at this guy, I think. Yes. like, oh, look, we got Alfred Molina. Oh, look, we've got Willem Dafoe. Oh, here's Toby. Yeah. Here's Andrew. Here's Jamie Foxx. Just, here, just here. look at them. And they come in, they, they say one line, they fuck off. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I thought that was what was going to happen. That when they, they announced there was five villains in it, yeah. I was like, okay, they're not going to get any screen time at all. But why this works is because it's all anchored in Tom Holland, who is... 
MVP, I would say, of this movie. He is acting the shit out of it. This, this is his best performance. Yeah, and it's. I think it's also when he's he has the most character mm. because every other time it felt like he was just not that not against his performance at all, but the character of Peter Parker was mostly Spider Man. If that makes sense. Yeah, I I think in this in this movie there's a thing where Peter Parker actually has to be Peter Parker. Like there's there's no longer a divide where he was as you said, he was just mostly Spider-Man and he was like, "Oh, he's the kid who plays Spider-Man." Yeah. Homecoming works, I think, and Far From Home they try to really go into he's just a kid. He's just, it's like a school drama yeah. that he's also Spider-Man. But I think the problem is you need to take him down a level. Because he is Iron Spider. He's fairly indestructible. Yeah. And that's... I hate that suit. Can I just say... The Iron Spider suit, I do not like it. I hate The legs, everything. I don't like anything about it. Because, simply, I've gone back to watch Andrew Garfield, Tom McGuire. It's so much easier when you can slice the suit to put him in danger. Yeah. Not when it's nanobots that just reform over the cut. Just have... Like, literally, he's in a fight scene. And Tom McGuire, anyone, like, slice the arm. Or the, he has the great scene of the mask half on, yeah. half on, like, hanging on by a tread. You're just like, this guy's in trouble. Like, he could die. It's a very visual way of showing, like, the damage that's been done to him. Because he is, a, like, he can just walk off most injuries. But the suit can't. Exactly. And whereas the nanobot suit, he's taking hits. But I'm like, did it hurt him? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what what weight does this have on him? Um, no, I. it's... A lot of people had the problem that he's just, like, iron... Like, he's... He's just been given everything in the MCU. Which this movie fucking remedies, man. Oh, they take everything fucking everything away. Everything is gone. And Kevin Feige, way back when Homecoming came out, he gave an interview and people were being like, oh, and you didn't show Spider-Man's origin at all. And he's, I think he said, yeah, no, the three films are going to be him becoming the Spider-Man that we know and love. Cheeky devil. Cheeky devil told us years ago. Because this is the origin. This is the origin. Like, the origin is in his third film, which is bonkers. It's fucking mad to even try that. But also, you have to respect the balls to the walls attitude. Just like, fuck it. Let's just do it. Um, And look, I will admit, there is a buy-in, paper ten plot, all this happening. Also, there's a level of, wouldn't it be cool if... Yes, there's also a level of like memeiness to it as well. A lot of fan service. A lot of fan service. But I, I, well, I cannot go back to enough. They anchored with the three of them, and yes. that is so important because if this, if they were just lost in the shuffle of this movie, and it was just here's Toby, here's Andrew, here's all these villains. Oh wow, isn't this cool? And yeah. he, they were just kind of going along with it. I don't think it would work. But it's because we're with the three of them, and they're trying to do this all together. Um, and they have such good chemistry. That that, yeah, like um, Tom Holland, Zendaya and Jacob Batalan, they're just fucking... Killing it. Because they're, they're, fr- they're clearly friends in real life. Zendaya and Tom Holland, very close. Very close, I would say. <laughs> a lot of romantic chemistry between the two of them, actually. Pretty good. I, like, that's better than um, fucking... Tom McGuire and Tom McGuire and Kirsten Dunst. I couldn't think of Kirsten Dunst then for a second. I've seen the first one, actually. They, they actually have a bit of chemistry in that one. I but... think they were dating in that one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but then the other two, number three is awful. Oh, no. It's, it's a wet fish. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the first act of this film is basically hammering out that they want to stay together. 
like th- those th- that three group of friends mm. throughout all of the reveals that Peter Parker is Spider-Man and everyone's lives being ruined by that yeah they still want to stay together and they just stick with him and yeah. but we all forget the one major plot point of Spider-Man is that Peter Parker has to be sad and all the time <laughs> the problem that we had is we forgot yeah because we love Tom Holland and we want good things and to happen to that boy and we want good things to happen to that boy and when bad things happen, I find myself tearing up because I don't want that boy to be sad, ever. And he's like, he's not even 18 anymore, he's 25. Yeah. But I still see him as 16. Somebody help. Yeah, and look, he is playing like a 17, 18-year-old in this movie. Yeah. Um, but I think he, he, he sells it, and I think he's going to be older in the next ones. Mm. I, like, I think they're going to age him up quite a bit. Okay, we need to get into this, go yeah. to the plot. Um, my three MVPs, just early on. Tom Holland. Yeah. Um, actually, you have four. Okay. okay. <laughs> four MVPs. But everyone's amazing. Everyone's great. Everyone's this. great. Tom Holland. Yeah. Zendaya, I think, is excellent. Yeah. Excellent in this movie. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Is fucking amazing. And uh, Willem Dafoe. I would also like to include Alfred Molina on the list. I don't think Alfred gets as much as Willem. Oh, man. But I think what he does have is great. Hallway fight scene took it from me for Willem. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> oh, that, oh my god, that scene, man. Oh, man. I love okay. it. Okay, okay. We need to get into it. We need to get into it. It picks up exactly where Far From Home left off. Yeah, you find it's um, J. Jones Jameson basically being like, great that he's selling the fucking like, supplements and all that shit. Oh, like, it's, it's just so pure info wars. Um, he's like, he's a menace. He's actually Tom Holland, or not Tom Holland, he's Peter Parker. I will have to, by the way, at some stage, start calling them Tom, Toby, Tom, yes, and Andrew. Yes, that's fine. Because they're all Peter, they're all Peter Parker. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, he's like, t- um, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Everyone goes mad. You have the scene where him and Zendaya are in the, him and MJ are in the middle of Times Square, and they're just like... They're being like mobbed by people. And so they immediately web out there. And my favourite is like he lands on the bridge and he's just like, he immediately rings Ned and he's like, dude, dude, dude. And then Ned's like, dude. And she's like standing there like about to die. Yeah. And she's just terrified. The, um, that whole sequence, like it, it is terrifying because he's just being followed by news helicopters yeah. and like people are grabbing at him in the streets and all this kind of shit. And like you, you immediately get thrown into it, right? This kid's life has been ruined yeah. in this one moment by Mysterio, the dickhead. Yeah, like in his last moments of life, he just fucking destroyed He went Tom pure shithouse. He, he went pure shithouse. Pure, yeah. like, vicious. Just like, I'm going to ruin everything Yeah, it's a level above shithouse, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like it. And it shows that he's a kid as well because... If that happened to someone else with a secret identity, which isn't very many people, they wouldn't go back to their own house. No, it's a terrible idea. Terrible idea. But he just wants to get home. Yeah, because, I mean, no, first of all, he says, can we go back to your house? Yeah. And MJ says, no, my dad won't like you now. Like, why would he like you? Yeah. Um, And so he's like, okay, well, we need to go back to my house then. And you have Happy and um, Aunt May breaking up. Fifth MVP, Marissa Tomei. Let's not get into it. (laughs) Everybody's an MVP. A lot of MVPs. A lot of MVPs. A lot of MVPs. When you've got multiple MVPs, something's going well. Yeah, you know you have a good movie on your hands. Um, So they go back to that. There's also the scene where they think they're having sex, but in reality, like, just try to... That's pure chaos. The whole movement. It's just, the first, to be honest, the first five minutes is just chaos. Yeah, it's just you're you're in and you're experiencing it from Spider-Man's point of view. Yeah. Uh, but it's like a one and they're just going through the apartment. He's like 
basically barricading himself inside. He's closing windows and, and doors. And he's trying to find out a way to tell uh, at May yeah. when the helicopter's outside. Great piece of sound design uh, just that I found is that when he turns on the TV, you can see the helicopter and you realise that you've been hearing... It the, the whole the, time. The whole time, but you've just... You haven't, like... Your brain hasn't clicked in that it's a helicopter because he's just moving around the house and everything's going so fast. And then he turns on the TV and you see the helicopter and then suddenly the sound makes sense because it's right outside... It's, it's like it's right outside the window. Yeah, and he, this is when... Um, I was going to call her Marissa Tomei. Uh, Aunt May and Happy are like, oh, oh no. Yeah, and they immediately get arrested Yeah, because... He's a killer. Damage control arrests them. Very strange. Yeah, because they're generally like a clean-up crew. They're uh, Michael Keaton's crew they, from Homecoming. They, uh, no, Michael Keaton's crew was Got replaced, over, sorry, yes. Was replaced by yes, damage yes. control. And I thought damage control was a Stark-funded operation. I, I was very sure that they worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. or yeah. S.W.O.R.D. or... They came in after the Avengers. Yeah, because that's why Michael Keaton hates Tony Stark in yeah. that movie. Um, that like he put all his guys out of a job, basically. So it's odd that they're arresting him, unless they're under the control of just the US government now. Maybe. I, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But Again, there's a level of buy-in that you need to have. Yeah, and so they get arrested, and they immediately uh, get taken in. And my favourite is the, just the different characters. Um, yeah. and this will come up a lot is that this writing is fucking sharp in regards to how people act and the different characters and how they re- how they react more so to situations it comes up a lot between the three Spider-Men yeah. because it could have been very easily just they're all the same but they're all very different They're all very, and they all have very different um, experiences yeah. that coloured how they act it's, and this is seen very early on between the three of them so they're all best friends Yeah, yeah. but Tom is like don't say anything, don't tell. But immediately Aunt May and MJ come in and they shout at him, don't yeah. say anything, because they're immediately in charge, like, he's, you're an idiot, don't say anything. Yeah. Peter Parker, shut up. Then you have Zendaya in the, her room and she's fucking killing it. She's she, actually nailing it. She knows all the tricks, she's yeah. not saying anything. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I know all my rights, why do I need a lawyer? It doesn't mean I'm guilty, I just need a lawyer, that's a proper procedure, no, yeah. I need a lawyer. Um, and then you have Ned on the other side, who's the biggest idiot, but you can see, like, it's completely in character for for the guy to, like, he sees this kid and he's like, ah, oh, so Peter tells me he does everything, like, you yeah. didn't even know. I, MJ knew before you, and he's like, no, no, I figured it I, out first. I figured out me and him worked together for ages. And then your man's like, oh, so you able, like you abetted the yeah, criminal. Yeah, you're his main collaborator in his illegal and actions. And like, oh, no. I want a lawyer. <laughs> um, and so they lawyer up, Sean. They lawyer up and th- this was... The gasp. This was a gasp. They're, they're, it's very rare for an Irish cinema audience to react Never. to a movie. And like this got... This got a few claps in in my cinema. I I think I got a few smattered of a smattering of claps. Yeah, not a lot as I expected. I was just got freaking out because me and you knew he was in it. Yeah, but, but it's seeing it's so good to see him and to hear him as yeah. well because he is sorry Charlie Cox is back as as Matthew you know, Murdoch no. and. What a good scene to just introduce him into the world. He's just in it and he's gone. He's you never gone. see him again. And if you know who he is, excellent. But if you don't know who he is, you've just watched a blind man <laughs> catch, catch a brick, brick <laughs> that was thrown through a window. <laughs> who are you? I'm a very good lawyer. I'm a very good lawyer. <laughs> I like how he's talking to Tom and he's just like, no, look, nothing they have against you will stick. Um, happy, you should lawyer up. 
you should get a good lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> like just that one moment now that is pure fan service yes right. but it's fan service done right in terms of he turns up takes a, I would say 60 seconds of screen time yeah and just leaves and but he progresses it makes sense they need a lawyer he's in New York yeah and also when he says the happy needs a good lawyer I think it's going to be Jennifer Walters <gasps> in the She-Hulk series smart yeah smart also, where's Daredevil in the last fight scene now? What's up with that, Sean? What's Answer going me. on there? What's going on um, there? It's out of his pay grade. It's out of his pay. It's, it's not in Hell's Kitchen. It's not in Hell's Kitchen, so <laughs> he like, doesn't care. It's just a yard outside. Oh, James. Ah, foiled ah. again. <laughs> He's like, I can't cross this line. He could be on Kingpin business at the time, you he know? He could be. He's busy. He's, he's very busy. Statue of Liberty on fucking fire. I'm busy with Kingpin, lads. And the fucking... Also, uh, Happy Hogan technically was Foggy Nelson for a bit. That's true. It's, a, it's all weirdly amalgamated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it did. What if Ben Affleck's Daredevil had shown up instead? <laughs> Just nobody asked any questions. <laughs> also, we haven't seen Charlie Cox since he's... I haven't seen him personally since he did his Irish accent. Oh, yeah. Um... And I don't know if you've seen... If anyone listening to this, just look up Charlie Cox. Um, Kin is the name in of the K- show. Kin, K-I-N. Um, it's an Irish TV show at this. It's a drama about like drugs in Dublin or whatever. But Drugs in Dublin, Drugs in Dublin. But Fiction, of course. It's, it's like Sopranos, but in Dublin. Right? <laughs> but it's like, this dr- it's just like this crime family. And he's in it, but he's not doing his English accent or normally, or his American accent, which he does for Daredevil, which you would think would be normal. Yeah. He's doing a proper Dublin accent, and it is fucking mad. It is spot on. The man is a god. Because that's so hard to do, because you could just go, oh, bigara bejesus, and you call it a day. He came in, and I was watching it with my girlfriend. She didn't know who he was. She's never seen Daredevil. Yeah. And she just thought it was an Irish actor. And she's like, who's he? I've never seen him in anything. So I was like... That's Daredevil. And she was like, is Daredevil not in America? What's he doing with his Irish accent? And it's I was like, no, he's not, he's not Irish. He's not American either. <laughs> he's also not American, <laughs> just so you know. Um, but yeah, so he is in, um, he's in this movie. It's, it's fucking great. It's great, just, it's great scene. <clears throat> but um, what happens is they decide to go to Happy's place. Yeah. And, because they have to get out without a parapet. Yeah, because people just threw a brick through the window. And I like how Happy's apartment is like, it's kind of cushy and stuff like that, but it's also like a fortress. Yeah, he's got all the locks because he has the Tony Stark tech. Yeah, he's the head of security for Stark, or he was at the very least. Um, and what happens in the next scene is you have, it's a really lovely scene between MJ and Peter on the phone. Oh yeah, they're video and, calling And it's just other. something really small, but it just brings you into like how he's feeling. Because he's just like, I had literally one week. Of yeah. happiness. And, and now it's gone. And now it's gone. And he's really stressed that she's going to like be mad at him because like, I'm after bringing you into this, this, this. And she's like, I'm with you all the way. Like, yeah, I wouldn't change a thing. I, the two, me and Ned, were right or die. Like, we're, we're with you yeah. until the end. Which, like, I like, and I like how that never changes. Never, never even wavers. No, because you could see, like, because Peter makes some dumbass mistakes in this movie. And it's an easy drama to do the try. I mean, what is Tobey Maguire's whole... Yeah. Oh, what is trilogy based off? There's the drama within the tri- the triangle. Exactly. And it would be very easy to do that. It would be very easy for them to say, you didn't consult us on this, we're gone, when he tries to fix everything without consulting with anyone. But they're just like, listen, that you shouldn't have done that. 
do better next time. And they know he's not perfect. Yeah. Which, they know he's 17. <laughs> like, they know he's an idiot sometimes. Yeah. And he's going to do dumb shit. And Ned's going to do some, some shit. And mostly MJ has her shit together. And she's like the logical one. Trying yeah. to figure it out. But, like, Zendaya's really good in it because you can, like, she she plays it all cool as the character. But when she's talking to Peter, it's she, a completely different vibe. It is. And it's just, like, she is concerned. She is worried. Um... And she has the line that keeps coming up is like, expect disappointment and you'll never be disappointed. Yeah. And like, she just keeps repeating that it's, to herself because so, she's scared. It's so fascinating to see the change in like, that character, that's such good acting just in terms of that character is stoic and just like, yeah. it's always very collected, very together, never has any weaknesses around everyone else. Like, that's the whole plot of the first two movies. That's like, Pretty much, never yeah. Like, but in this one, just that one scene on the phone, she's acting like, she's like, worried. And she's she's like letting it in. She actually gives you an insight. She's like, uh, "What are we gonna do? Like, yeah. this, is, this is mad." And there's just that it just becomes way more reliable. She's like, it's "Just it's just with him though." Like the two of them just have this connection that's very real life like. Yeah. yeah, and it makes sense now. <laughs> it makes sense. Now. Well, I mean, it yeah. makes sense now, but also in the movie itself. Um, but. It's, it doesn't also sound like a, a scene between two na- teenagers written by a 45-year-old man. Which this is, is good true. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they don't compare TikToks with each other. I do really want to give credit to John Watts, first of all, the director. Yeah. But Chris McKenna and Eric Sommers, who wrote this fucking movie, excellent stuff. Very difficult thing to pull off as well as they did. So, so difficult. Just to balance everything. Yeah, because it's because you're wrapping up stories from other film series that you didn't write for example Andrew Garfield this is the most likeable he's ever been as Spider-Man Andrew Garfield gets fucking closure in this movie man like I could watching watching his other movies in preparation for this I don't like him as much as I like him in this movie he's so like but he's he's objectively a worse Spider-Man when he first appears in this movie yes in terms of what Spider-Man stands for but he's a better He's just a better character. He's a better character. He's yeah. More, yeah he, he's more more three dimensional. They, they go back to the school then, and there's oh my god, this I think, fucking scene. This, this might be one of the funniest scenes <laughs> ever. In the, this movie's really funny, but this scene I oh, could not stop laughing. Is the teacher being like he's a fucking killer? He's, he's a, a, you're a killer, and the other teacher's like we set up this shrine for you. You're a killer. You're, you're an absolute murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're into genocide. Or whatever yeah. you're into. But uh, that's yeah, that that's really really good. Um, that teacher um, is just so like sniveling towards Peter Parker all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. just being like, "Oh, you're a god. Okay, you can crawl on the roof. <laughs> like, that's oh, fine." It's so good. The day I actually said an interview uh, in prep for this, she wanted a drama with just the teachers. In that, that's good. I, I would watch. I'd that. watch that like an office just, style. They're show. just they're just funny. They're just even like in the last one. Like, in the first one, he's in the detention thing. He's like, what are you even doing? You don't even have detention. Yeah. Or uh, this is Captain America, he's a criminal now, or whatever, but now uh, I got this video. Yeah. Um, but then the other two are in Far From Home. Um, As the, like, the and, chaperones. And the, the struggling chaperones trying to get these kids around Europe. Fucking JB Smooth. For all the, all he appears in this movie, he spoiled it, like, straight away. <laughs> Good man, JB. Come on. Um, so they all get... Uh, they, they all get their MIT letters mm-hmm. and you find out this is the major instigate <clears throat> instigating event is that they don't get in and it's because of Peter. Yeah, given recent... But it's not because of Peter, but it is because of Peter. Like, Peter hasn't done anything other than save the world, but yeah. he's been fucked over by Mysterio 
And this this has led to his fame, but it's also led to infamy for him and for his friends. Yeah, it's yeah, he is a controversial figure now. So him and his friends are basically like MIT is just like we don't want to risk a PR disaster yeah. about this. And you can understand like Peter Parker, this is right up his alley to be like I caused this for them. I'm going to take all of this on myself. And that's so good that when he shows up, he's like, I'm going to go talk to her. Like, yeah. he has a talk with Flash, by the way. Flash is like... I fucking... I, like, Flash that character's is, amazing. That character's amazing. He's so dislikable. <laughs> but it's so good. I have this new book, Flashpoint, about my friendship with Spider-Man. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but he goes to Doctor Strange first before he goes to visit the MIT lady. Yes, because he's because he sees the the wizard in the because because he's just like what can solve this straight away? Yeah, like who do I know that could solve this straight away? And he's like, oh, well, I know a wizard. I know, so yeah, I know a guy who controls time. Yeah, so he goes to have a chat with Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange is immediately like, "Yeah, I'll do that." Cool, and it's a different scene from the one in the trailer. Wong does never says, "Don't do it." Or uh, also, Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme, which makes sense because Strange was gone for five years, and also he's in Shang Chi. It makes more sense that he's recruiting. Yes, in that movie now, it also like Wong, Wong is a more experienced sorcerer. Make, he's way better. <laughs> yeah, um, and so he he doesn't say you shouldn't do it. He's just kind of like, "Leave me out of it." Yeah, leave me out of it. Just do whatever you want. And so he goes off, and Strange is like, "Okay, let's do this." And so they go down. And of course, Peter, being Peter, ruins the spell, changes yeah. it six times or whatever. That's the thing. I like how, like, Doctor Strange still could have pulled that off with the, like, he, Peter Parker could have had Ned and MJ know who he is. Mm. And he just didn't. Like, he just kept asking for more and more and more. Because and, he's just panicking. Yeah. At that point. And, like, like he, wants, he wants it all to be fixed, but then... The, like the seriousness of what he just asked for kind of sets in and then he's like shitting himself while this because he sees the magic being done and he's like oh shit okay um, MJ as well no I don't want MJ to be around and, and Ned and, 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 and May, May. Yeah, and, yeah. and Happy I need Happy to know about me like and he's like listed off all these random people and it's in, you can understand Strange is like changing the spell and he's still kind of pulling it off but then yeah. he's like you fucked it like you, yeah you've asked for too much like I just about contained it because if I had done that spell, it would have been catastrophic. Yeah, he contains it in a little box, a big MacGuffin. Um, I, like MacGuffins aren't that bad of a thing. Like you know, everything every, every franchise has something that someone is seeking. I you know? I think that this is the buy-in that there's a MacGuffin box that can change everything back to normal, but he doesn't do it. But you, it would have been very easy to make that bad. But what they do is clever is that they put it on Peter. And Peter says, I don't want to use that because I think I can change them as people. Which yeah. is very Peter Parker to rehabilitate instead of just... Because then they add the extra layer that if they get sent back, they die. They die. And Peter Parker, if you've read any comic book, is not going to send them back to die. Yeah, that's one of the biggest Spider-Man things is that like he tries to help people. Like, they're, Craven's last hunt that I've talked about on the show before, like, Craven starts acting as Spider-Man, but he's just, like, brutalising criminals. Yeah. But Peter is like, no, let's get you back to the hospital and let's get you some help, you know? Yeah, like, I, I think the whole point is of Peter Parker and Spider-Man is, like, he's looking to help people. He's, I mean, it would have been very easy. You hit the box, okay, that's the problem solved, send yeah. them all back. But the, he couldn't live with himself if he's like, I sent them all to die. 
No. And there was a chance that I could have saved them. That's the thing. It's and it's and Doctor Strange is like, wait, you didn't even call MIT and plead your case. <laughs> so good. It's such a stupid joke. It's so, yeah, but it's such a like yeah that that character would do that. Yeah. Um. So that's when he calls Flash. Flash is like, I'm your best friend. Here's where the MIT lady is. Then he goes to the bridge. He goes to the bridge and he has a and he gives gives the world's worst speech. And she's like, you didn't practice that. And he's like, no, I didn't. Yeah. Um. But then he also says that. He doesn't want it for him. He's like, just reconsider the two of them. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit about me. Just... Yeah, just they deserve to go because they're geniuses. And, I mean, Peter Parker, that's just who that's he is. That's selfless, like, that's yeah. That's just who he is. And I was watching it like, yeah, that's... I mean, he's... Peter Parker wants... Like, he will take all the sadness on him. He's like, I'll, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. If it takes it off you. Yeah, okay. Um, And this is when we get our first appearance of one of the villains in that Doc Ock shows up. Yeah, we've seen Um, the trailer. We know this is a thing. Alfred Molina. But it was still nice to see him. Like, I know we'd seen his appearance from the smoke and all that. It's just nice to see this character back because he's fucking perfect. He's just... Like, he's evil. But you could... Like, also, you see later on that he's not evil. He's not. And he, he, he... He's... He, he's he is do you know in Spider-Man 2 when we first meet him and he's like joking and he's like being sweet with his wife and he's like greeting Peter and all yeah. that he goes back to that in this movie yeah and it's really refreshing and he meets Toby. later on he meets Toby later and he's like oh look you've, you've, you've grown up like because it's just oh he's such a good actor but he's evil at the start he is and they, there's a big fight scene where yeah. uh, Peter saves the lady from the college. Yes. And um, there's... What do you think about the nanobots taking over the arms? I think it's it's a clever way of subduing Doc Ock for the minute. I do think it's a bit lazy in terms of a story point. There's a lazier story point that I'll bring up later when it happens. Okay. Um, but I, I like the idea that... the Because Doc Ock is being controlled by the arms at that point, the arms just see new technology... Yeah, I suppose you could see it like that. Yeah, that, no, I, I, I'll buy in on that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, get what, okay. you get what yeah, I'm okay. saying there. I, I, I did like when he's controlling them, and there's like that bit. I'm like, oh, this is a bit. Yeah, yeah, when he's like making them, he, he Peter moves his arms and Doc Ock moves the arms yeah. and all that. That's a, that. Yeah, but that's a bit. Mar- it's a bit MCU-y you know it's that, a- I think that was the vibe I was getting I was like meh it's a bit MCU-y it's because it doesn't fit in with Tobey Maguire weirdly like that universe like- yeah 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 yeah. And the, and the interactions we've seen with this character with another Spider-Man um, and so he captures him basically mm-hmm. and they get him back into Doctor Strange's just as Green Goblin shows up by the way yeah. uh, you can hear the laugh that, they- the laugh is so fucking good and Doc Ock saying, Osborne? Yeah. Like, just confused, because he knows he's dead. He knows he's dead, and so they bring him back to, and, sorry, Strange locks him up in these, I don't know what they're, magic cages. Magic cage, they're yeah. magic cages! A magic cage for yourself. <laughs> um, and Strange is like, the multiverse is open. We fucked it. Yeah. Um, the spell, some of them snuck through. He says... Yeah, I don't think he... He doesn't say all of them, because the all of them would have been a get-out. Yeah. But he's like, some of them, is what he says. Which, on the second time around, I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. Because I was like, well, why doesn't... Why doesn't Gwen Stacy show up before she dies? Why doesn't... Why is MJ here? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, so it's just... It's a few select people managed to get through. 
Um, and Strange is now commissioning Peter to go and collect the rest. And did you also like the bit where Ned's like, I have magic in my fingers? Yeah. <laughs> my, my grandmother's always said there's magic in my family. Which, first we've heard of this. I'll, I'll bring it up now. The whole Ned being magic thing, They better there better be a payoff to that later, because otherwise he's just a way for people to get around in this movie. Yeah, I think they just wanted to include Jacob. Yeah, a little bit. Like, other, like he just opens portals for the plot to happen. That is heavy laziness to be like, okay, well, we need him in it, but we also need to get people around. Yeah. And Doctor Strange is gone. Yeah. And so, yeah, Ned can do it, I guess. I, I understand. That's probably more of a negative in that regard. But I like Jacob and I like Ned. That's the thing. And I, I do like the way that the other Spider-Men are brought in. Yeah, Because exactly. it's, it's not through some big dimensional thing. It's just, no, they they're just kind of walk in. And and it's also shown that they have been there for a day. Yeah. And they've been, oh, we'll, we'll get to yeah, that okay, scene because okay. that scene's brilliant. That scene is brilliant. Uh, so then um, Peter's like, okay, i got to go out and find the other ones yeah. that are causing hassle. And he runs into Jamie Foxx's Electro yeah. and Sandman, Thomas Hayden Church. And I, I like, okay, so let's start with Jamie Foxx. I like how they explain why he's not blue anymore. <laughs> I like how they just were like, Jamie's like, I'm not coming back if you got to dress me in that stupid wig and give me the, the gap in my teeth. Yeah. And they're just like, okay, well, you can just be Jamie Foxx. Just be cool. Just yeah, be, yeah. Just be like, yeah. Do you want to be funny? Yeah, you're not funny in, the, in that one. <laughs> you can be funny You're pretty one. funny in this one. <laughs> you're, there's, you're, there's, you're a funny guy. There's some really good interactions between the villains in this. But uh, yeah, so I like how Thomas Hayden Church is on side with Spider-Man at the start. Because he thinks it's Tobey Maguire. He thinks it's Tobey Maguire, but then he doesn't trust it. The second it's not Tobey Maguire, he's like, I don't trust you. I don't know you. Yeah. Um, and little comic nod, fucking 10 Easter eggs you missed. Um, <laughs> Jamie Foxx's Electro ends up dressed as an electrical lineman, which is what his um, original profession was in the comics. That's his no origin. Way. Yeah. He also has the, when he lands, there's a split second of the, the shock uh, mask. Yes. Helmet thing. Um, which is pretty cool. Just pretty in, cool. Just in general. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sandman and uh, Electro both get captured and they get sent back to Doctor Strange's and then yeah. you have... Lizard is already in one of the cages. Lizard is already there. Um, Lizard, I don't think... Um, what's the actor's name? Ifan... Oh, no. Oh. I've forgotten it. You, you keep talking. The guy from Notting Hill. <laughs> he is in Notting Hill. He is. Ifan Dries? Ifan... Uh, oh. Reese. Uh, Ifans. Ifans. Reese Ifans. I knew it was Ifans somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, he, he is, he's not in this. He, I don't no, know. he is Also, very... Thomas Hayden Church is also not in this, other than the voice. Yes, and a bit at the end. But like, the lizard is... That's does... old footage, isn't it? What? It's old footage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. The, uh, the lizard is like... He just doesn't do a lot in this. No, he's he's very useless. He's just there to make five. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's there to give Andrew Garfield more of a reason to be there. Yeah, and they couldn't bring back um, Dane DeHaan. So. God, they tried. <laughs> they tried. Fucking imagine not like Willem Dafoe's Norman Osborn meeting Dane DeHaan's Harry Osborn. This Norman Osborn would kick the he fucking would destroy shit. that child. I'd destroy him and laugh the whole time. Oh yeah, he'd um, enjoy it. The, the, yeah, the great bit is all the villains interacting with each other as well. Like yeah. just having chat, and they're all like, "You're dead." Like you're both dead, 
and like Samba's like don't listen to Doc Ock like he's dead as well it was, it was all a, over the news yeah and you had the lizard and Electro talk and Electro's like yeah. and so there's this there's a bit where Doc Ock is like no I remember it because I, I killed Spider-Man I had him by the throat yes and, and he can't remember any further than that yeah it's like fuck and so then uh, Peter's like Goblin's the last one yeah. and so Goblin's at and Mace he's, he's at up. Feast he's at Feast which oh, sorry okay so there's a scene in an alley before this where he destroys the mask he destroys the mask and the mask is talking to him and he I can't stress how much I love the scared confused old man Norman Osborn I think Willem Dafoe might be one of the greatest actors to ever live I think he might be mm. because that is phenomenal it's I mean it's so I, I don't mean this in a derogatory way but it's so comic booky. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> no, it is because he plays the two different people very well. I like how they get rid of the goblin mask because his face is a goblin. He just he can he can do that stuff with he his face. He looks like a goblin. But when he's in feast, first of all, Peter comes barreling in. Yes, being like he's ready to kill. Yeah, he like he's like Aunt May is in danger, mm. and he's sprinting through feast. And Norman Osborn is just there, like huddled under a green and purple blanket thing, because he's a goblin. Um, and just being like, Oscorp doesn't exist. There's someone living in my house. I don't know what's and happening. My son, I, my, my son my, isn't here. I don't know where. Yeah, there's no Harry. He's just he's a broken man, and like you but do, you feel bad for him. You do, but you also you know who yeah, he is. Yes, and you're just like this guy. He's tried this already on Toby, and Toby didn't fall for it. He didn't. But you know. But the thing is, like, he's not pretending there. No, I think he's genuinely Norm, doesn't know. Yeah, Norman Osborn and the Green Goblin are different personalities. Yeah. It's not the Goblin pretending to be Norman Osborn. Um, but, like, it, just on him, in this movie, he is scarier than he has <sighs> ever been. He is fucking terrifying. We have to talk about this. the hallway scene eventually. But, yeah. um, so, he brings it also, there's a moment where Peter's like, like I don't want to do anything. Like, I, I want to fight him. Like, They're not we, my we, problem. We're not my problem. And Aunt May is the reason why all of this occurs. Yeah. Because Aunt May is like, you got to help people. Like, this is what we do. Yeah. This is what we do. Look at him. He's like, scared. He's scared. And even if she doesn't, like, really understand the, the level of, like, how evil he is. Yeah. But she just looks at him and just re... Like, she puts into his brain, you're Spider-Man. You help people. If yes. you can. If you can help people, we have to help people. You have to try. You have to try. I mean, great power comes later on. But the idea is always the same. That, like, Peter wants to be like, let's just get rid of all of them. Send them all back. At yeah. this point, he's with... He's like, he wants to use the box that Doctor Strange has. Send yeah. Them all back. And May is the one that's like, you can't do that. That's... Yeah, and his argument is like, oh, it'll be better for them. They can get help in their own universes. Yeah, and it's not until they all go back to... And Doctor Strange is that he's like, oh, they all die. Yeah, and he's like, I will be committing these five people to death. And this is when Doctor Strange turns up with the box. He's like, I've got the box. I'm, I'm going to send them back. It. We're ready to push this button. And the MacGuffin's going to send them all back. And we're all go- they're all going to die. And let's not worry about Peter. It's not yeah. a problem anymore. And he... Peter steals it. Peter steals the box. And there's a moment where Doctor Strange don't. Don't do it. And he steals it. And he gets out of there... Um, you all see the moment in the trailer where he, t- like, he takes him in astral form he puts him out of his body love this 
using the spider yeah it's the spider sense yeah his spider sense won't let strange take the box from fucking him. fantastic it's so good just moving the box even though he's not in his own body like it and like that's that's how powerful the spider sense is like um peter parker has been like knocked unconscious and the spider sense has gotten him home fuck yeah serious in the comics yeah it is busted. Like, that is so cool. It's such a something... You'd have to see it twice to really, like, see it. But the lines appear above his head. When Do they? Like, yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. That's class. There's, it's very, very small. But they appear. You can see the lines That's over the body when he's moving the box. Because Strange is trying to steal it. Oh, it's so good. Um, and I like how he just kind of swims back into his body. <laughs> he's swimming real slow. <laughs> and he gets back in. And then they have to... They go... Um, to the mirror dimension to the mirror dimension and this is a great fight scene they're just like Peter's just trying to steal the box and Doctor takes him to the one place where he's a god yeah but Peter Parker is that was my stomach (laughs) but Peter Parker is a genius yeah and I feel like it's never more evident than in this movie that he's just a genius. That like off his own back without Stark or anything like that he just looks around and he figures out the maths he beats Doctor Strange with Matt. Yeah, because it's like it's like a Fibonacci spiral or some shit like that, and he's like, "Oh, okay, I can, I can do this." Yeah, and so he ju- he ties Doctor Strange up in the mirror dimension enough to where he can't do spells anymore. Steals a sling ring and just fucking leaves him there. Yeah, he does the Loki to him. I've been falling for thirty minutes, but he does it to him in the mirror dimension. He's like, "Okay, I'm gonna leave you here." Yeah. I'm going to fuck off and solve this problem. But, he's, he, but he says, like, look, I'm, I'm sorry, but I have to try. Yeah. And I feel like Strange kind of respects that. But Strange is right, in a way. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, this is the great thing. That, like, it's always... This is the plot of Age of Ultron as well. That, like, Tony is right. Or, like, it's a civil war. Tony, Tony is right overall. Tony, Tony Stark always knows long-term what's best. Yes. But Captain America is off emotion feeling right now this is bad I don't want to do this because morally this I, is wrong I don't believe in I this I don't believe in it Spider-Man is very ironically like Captain America here it and is. Doctor Strange is Iron Man but that's another thing that Spider-Man has is that it's an indomitable will like once his mind is set on something it cannot be changed because Tony Stark would have pressed that button oh in a heartbeat in a second and but Captain America wouldn't have pressed that button Peter Parker will press that button. Doctor Strange would have pressed that button in a second. Yeah. Because they, even though, to be honest, they're right. They're the older heads. They're smart. Yeah. We have to, you love the hero. It's like, I just morally, like this is the right thing to do, even though it's wrong. Yeah, you can't, but like, from Strange, like you can't risk the fate of your own universe based on six villains who came here by accident. Yeah. Like because of a fucked up spell. That and I totally see both sides, but I want Spider Man to succeed because he's he's our hero. He's our hero, and he's the one we like because for some reason Doctor Strange is seen as, is seen as the adult, and yeah. Tom Holland is seen as or Peter Parker is seen as like not the child, but like he sees the eighteen year old going. I'm going to show there's a better way to do this. Yeah, I'm going to figure this out. It, he's a, he, he, and it might even be like naivety that does it. That like he doesn't yeah. know the extent of how the world works yet. But I think that's why Civil War works. And just even to go back to that, like, this is t- true. Tony Stark is like you're too naive. You don't realize this is fuck because this is like and you're going to hate this comparison, but it's like Star Wars. Okay, so go on. like you have Obi Wan 
who's very by the book on the Jedi Council, he's raising Anakin. Whereas you could have had Qui-Gon, who's much more about feeling and what's right and what's actually morally right, raise the troubled young kid. But like in the MCU, Tony Stark basically just took charge of Peter Parker and taught him the ways of and, things. And Peter Parker tried to be Tony Stark for a long time. Until he realised he wa- he just wasn't. He wasn't like, and he couldn't be he and just, he shouldn't be. He doesn't have that in him to just be like, yeah, let's just kill 10,000 people to save a million people. Peter Parker, when getting the spider suit, tried to help people. Tony Stark went and killed a bunch of people. Yeah. Like, like he went on an extra military operation. So people always say like he's a mini toy star. He's not in terms of how they go about takes. No, he it's has, just because he has the tech. He has the tech, and like it, that was fine while he had it, but he it's it's not what makes him Spider Man. So he takes the box and he then he goes and he releases all of the villains and he gives the box to Zendaya and Jacob and he's just like take this and there's a really lovely scene where MJ like. Gives him a hug. Yeah. And he's like, okay, just stay safe. And Ned, I, go on. I like how all the villains are fascinated that MJ is with Peter. It's <laughs> like, there's no way. There's no way he pulled her, right? <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's just a case of like, they're just acting like normal 18 year olds. Like the three of them are like, okay, we're on our own. Yeah. We have all these villains. And Spider-Man's just like trying to figure it out. Like Peter's like, okay, take this box. Go, you are, you're the, you're the plan, right? I'm yeah. going to protect myself. Ye have that box. If anything happens, press that button yeah. immediately. If I text you to press the button, you press the button. Yeah. And Zendaya's like, if you don't text me after a certain length of time, I'm pressing the button. Exactly. And so the two of them go off and he takes them back to Happy's place. Yeah. And this is a really great scene that leads up to one of the most horrifying scenes. But you have to have that moment of everything's fine. Everything's fine. And it's lovely. And it's a fun scene. It is. Because... Peter Parker is going to fix everyone. He decides to start with Doc Ock. Who's very against it. He's like, you're an idiot. But you're he, a kid. Yeah, but he's still trapped by the arms at this point. Yeah. And so they have a replicator from Stark Tech that so Happy stole. They have a MacGuffin. They have another MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what Happy needs the lawyer for, is that he stole a bunch of Stark <laughs> Tech, true. apparently. Yeah. But um, I, there's a scene of Peter Parker working on the new chip for Doc Ock. And Norman Osborn is beside him. Mm. And he's fully Norman Osborn at this point. You were talking about Spidey sets. That no, after, no, no, no. It's when he's designed the new chip and he's talking Osborn through it. Yeah. And Osborn is just like, you are remarkable. Yeah. Like, if you ever, I think he says, if you need a job and don't mind commuting to another universe, yes. Oscorp would love to have he's you. such a lovely guy. Such a lovely guy. Yeah. But like, because this is all brand new technology to him. Mm. Like, um... But it's nothing to Peter. He's he, he's a he's a dab hand at it. He's, uh, a, he's a mini Iron Man. He's a genius. He's a genius. And so he makes the new chip. He figures out that the arms are controlling Doc Ock. And Alfred Molina, when he gets the new chip put in to allow him full control again, he his first thing is just like, it's so quiet. Yeah, he, they were just constantly at him in yeah. his brain. That's why he was so angry all he, the time. He never had a moment's fucking peace. Yeah. And now, now he finally has peace, and he becomes himself again. Yeah, and he's just—he's a good guy now. Yeah, he like Doc Ock is a good guy in this movie. By yeah. the end of it, like he just becomes Alfred Molina, the character at the start of Spider Man Two, who just wants to do good, but has the arms now. Yeah, the, and, and he knows how to control them. Now, in the very next scene, so he fixes—he fixes Alfred. Easy. Thinking, okay, now we're just going to get working again. 
Right, that's one fixed. Yeah. Then he comes up with a thing for Electro. It's like, easy. You just put this on, it'll take all your electricity. Um, I like how he's like, not all the electricity. No, no, like your brain will have enough electricity <laughs> to live. And it's like classic, you're a nerd, Peter Parker, yeah. show up, stop talking. <laughs> um, but he's like, you're going to take, it's going to take all your electricity and you'll be absolutely fine. You'll yeah. just be normal. Um, and so, the, that's the moment where Jamie Foxx has that look in his eye, which is a good act. Jamie Foxx, Oscar winning Jamie Foxx. Oscar winning Jamie Foxx. pretty Fox. good. He's really good in this movie. And he just has that moment where he's like, wait, I'll be I, normal. Yeah. Like, I wasn't good when I was normal. I, I don't like being normal. Yeah. And he's just sitting there and this yoke is on his chest, like, ticking. Just, like, slowly taking and charge And Sandman is looking body. at him as well. They also have that great scene of, like... I don't watch where you fall. Yeah. <laughs> so I fell in a vat of a, uh, radioactive electric eels. I fell in a particle collider. Gotta watch where you fall. <laughs> such a stupid it's joke. So, I love that kind so, of shit. It's so dumb to just like compare notes. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's so good. And we're like in on the joke because we've seen both of them. It's like, yeah, look. Yeah, and I think that's, that's the benefit of it is that, and maybe it's why this film works with so many villains when the other ones didn't, is that you don't have to introduce them this time. No, they're all already fully formed. Yeah. Ready to go. Um, And so you have, then there's this... This is really the kick in the balls. The, from this point on, this movie is like... It's a relentless kick in the it's balls. It's a relentless kick in the balls. Um, so, very next scene is you're like, this is all lovely. They're yeah. all working together. It's all going well. What could go wrong? This is only Act 2. There's never going to be a down point. No. Um, end the movie at Act 2, In the I. movie at Act 2, before the peak. Um, <laughs> and so, what happens is Peter stops and he looks up and there's a moment... And this is our first time of Tom Holland really using the Spidey sense in this way. Yeah. That he's like, something is wrong in this house. Yeah, and I just need to pinpoint it. And he just, it's like a detector. He's like going around in a radar. And he just stands up and he leaves the room. And he's walking and he's looking at everyone. Yeah. And it's just like white noise until he funnels it into one area. Yeah, and you think, like first, like, because... Jamie Foxx is kind of looking at him like, are you looking at me? Yeah. Yeah. And he just looks and just focuses in on fucking Willem Dafoe. And Willem Dafoe, like that. Turns. And you just gone. hear the laugh. He, yes. And then immediately like, the fucking prick is back. Yeah. The, the goblin's goblin. back. Goblin's here. And even, like, Spider-Man even says, goblin. Like, because he knows it's a different person now. And it's just, I mean... This is what kicks off this absolute batshit scene where everything goes to shit. Yes. Alfred Molina is kind of like trying to help, but he's he's, re- he's really of no use to this. He's not as ruthless now no. as well because he's not Doc Ock anymore. No, he's just, he's just nice Dr. Octavius. He's, yeah, he's Otto Octavius Otto Octavius now. Um, and Aunt May is there and it appears like, get the fuck out of here, yeah. run. And so Electro begins to take... Uh, he all, takes an arc reactor. He takes the arc reactor and he becomes basically like so powerful, like immortal. Yeah, in terms yeah. of how powerful he he's is. He's become basically pure energy at yeah. this point. And so he's able to do everything he wants. Sandman is like, I don't trust this. Yeah. This is fucked. I'm going with you. So he goes off and they all just fuck Peter up for the next 20 minutes. Yeah. Like Goblin in this is terrifying because we've seen like Goblin fighting in the Raimi movie, the first one. It's he's it's just a, it's kind of a brawl like they're they're just lads grappling for a lot of it mm. and a lot of flips going on, but in this he is destroying Peter Parker like so powerful like ten times more powerful than Peter Parker yeah like he throws him through the floor power bobs him through a few floors yeah 
and like he's the, oh the hallway. Okay, the hallway. We need to talk about the hallway. What do you right? want to say about the hallway, Connor? I genuinely had the biggest smile, but also <laughs> I was fucking terrified. Yeah. At the same time, because that scene where he's on his fucking shoulders or on his chest, and Peter's just laying into him, and between punches, Willem Dafoe is just cackling, yeah. just cackling back with his weird. This fucking, is what I want. This. Oh man. Because his whole thing with Spider-Man, is, and it's it's said in Spider-Man 1, it's like, you're, we're not so different, you and I. And so it's it's the Batman Joker thing. like It's the Dark Knight scene in the fucking interrogation yes, room where he's exactly. punching them and the Joker's just laughing. Just what can la- you do? Yeah, and it's like, you know, I want you to hurt, I want you to give in to rage. Yeah. I want, I want you to kill me. And <laughs> like, so like... It's just there's nothing more terrifying than we see our hero putting everything into these fucking punches and the villain's just laughing at him. It's just, just it's like, not doing anything. He can't do anything to me. Because he's a super soldier. Like, he's a super soldier psychopath. Yeah. Like, he doesn't give a shit. Break all of his teeth. He's just going to keep laughing at you repeatedly. Yeah. He doesn't care about pain. He doesn't feel any of it. So the fight breaks down into, like, the entrance lobby. The lobby kind the, of area. The lobby. <laughs> and there's just a big moment where Anne is nearly out and Goblin catches up. Yeah. And Peter and him fall through the floor. And they basically... Because Goblin fucking power Robin through another floor. He's gone through like 10 floors. Yeah, he um, is broken by the end of this. And Peter's fucked. And Goblin just stands up. And he looks at me and he's like, they can stick lighter. And there's yeah. a shot of the fucking blades. And you're just like... Oh, I've seen what happens I here. I know what happens here. The, and so the, But May stabs Goblin with the serum that they were working and on. And he says, it's not finished, it doesn't work. Yeah. It wasn't finished yet. Yeah. They hadn't finalised it. Um, and so the Goblin, the, the, the fucking the glider. The glider comes in. I said the Goblin. The Goblin the glider comes in. Co- comes in and hits May. Yeah. Right. But she's okay. She's okay, she's fine. She's okay. She's great. Goblin stands up, throws a fucking grenade. And the great, the great scene is... Uh, Peter dives it across, catches it, and fucks it back. Yeah. And, like, takes all the hit on his own ribs to protect that May. Yeah. Because Peter's just a lovely boy. Um, and he just wants to protect his, uh, his aunt. Yeah. Who he, who he loves very much and is the only person in the whole his world. His only family left. Only family. Literally, he has nobody yeah. other than her, MJ, and Ned. And the two of them aren't here. He ha- like, Aunt May's loss would de- devastate this point. Oh, man. it absolutely would. Devastate him. And I thought they were going to do it. Yeah. And then she stood back up and started talking. You, they fucking got me as well. Yeah. They got, they, I don't Because I didn't see this coming. Did you see this coming? I, before going into the movie, I thought they might do it. I thought really? it was, was going to be her or Happy who I, gives the, the line. I thought it was going to be Happy. But yeah. Now, the minute she said that line... I'm like, oh no. That's the, that's that's the, the death de- sentence. That's the death sentence. The minute you say the line. Yeah. And she said it and it's such a, in a loving way... She's like, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm just catching my breath, I'm okay, I'm okay. Yeah. And then she says the line, and the minute she said it, I went, no, fuck off. They're not doing Don't this. Don't do this. Don't this do is this. a heartbreak. She's scene. fine, she's fine. And then, it doesn't even show you her injury. She no. Just keep, she just keeps going, like, probably would have put up the rating, to be honest, on the, the, the Marvel, yeah, but yeah, like to show her like a big hole in her side. But like, she, my favourite part, Marissa told me, Fucking hell, this woman is absolutely unbelievable in this scene. Oh, kills it. Absolutely kills it. Like, the. First of all, she gives a speech, like, she's in bits because of Green Goblin, who she encouraged Spider Man to help. Yes. And she says, it was still the right thing to do. Like, we did the right thing. Yeah. Because the two of them are in it together, always. Oh, yeah, they're a team. And, and, like, she's like, 
I convinced you, but like me and you, we did the right thing. I don't give a shit what he does to me. Yeah. Like, because that's like a proper parental figure. Like, I'm willing to sacrifice myself for the good of your life. Yeah. Like, you. It's like you and like you have a power, and with great power, there must also come great responsibility. <sighs> it's like oh, she falls on the floor, Sean. Oh, she and does. she's just like, I just need to catch my breath. Yeah. I just need to catch just my breath. Just, start, just need a minute. I just need to catch my breath. And she keeps saying that. And you can see the look on Tom Holland. Once again, by the way, fucking kills it. The two of them, if if I could put it in acting terms, in terms of a sporting analogy, the crowd goes silent and you just hear one bat bang yeah. and it's just a fucking home run straight out of fucking stadium. Yeah. The two of them. It's, my God, it's heartbreaking because he's, he knows, but he's not willing to admit it. And he's just like, get up, mate. Like, we just need to keep going. We yeah. just need to keep going. She's like, I just need to catch my breath. Just and, one more time. And yeah, it, it starts with get up. And yeah. then it's, no, come on, speak to me. Speak. And then it's, may, may look at me. Like yeah. like anything he's looking for. Oh, my man. God, he's screaming for an ambulance. It's at this moment, right, where I figured out my great, great weakness is I can watch sad movies all day, mm. right? I'll watch Marley and Me, I won't cry, right? Oh, my God. I'm a, I'm a lunatic like that, yeah, right? Yeah. Tom Holland oh. is my weakness. Right. He has if, a that, face. if that poor little boy starts crying, I will start crying with him because the moment I've said it to you in Homecoming, when he's under all the fucking rubble, yes, and he's like, "Somebody help me! Somebody, I'm under here!" I'm somebody. stuck. I was literally in the cinema, like, "Somebody help that poor boy!" <laughs> and he's Spider Man, and I'm like, "Somebody help the poor boy! He's stuck under all the rubble." I don't know what it is. But it's, it might be his voice. I don't know. He has a yeah. He has a way, and he says it in interviews. Like his technique to like cry and make himself sad is that he'll just repeat the same thing over and over again. So like in Infinity War, it was I don't I don't feel so good, Mister Mister Stark, Mister Stark. I don't feel. so I good. I think that's a good scene, but I think it's the weakest out of the trio. Oh no! In terms of like Tom Holland being sad, like Tom Holland, oh. this might be peak Tom Holland sadness, and I was way up every step of the way. Oh. Like I was all in. And Happy pulls up, and he sees it, and he sees yeah, and, and he's like Peter, run, Peter, like Gower here. And because all the lads are coming in, all the SWAT team, yeah. the guns, Peter's like, Happy's like, I'll buy you a few moments, run. But like, he doesn't even have time to grieve. No. He has to just like... He takes a shot in the arm. Yeah, he takes a shot in the arm. Oh my God. And, and he says to me, I'm sorry. And he's crying and I'm crying and everyone's crying, Sean. And there's a scene next and it's him on the rooftop. With the rain. With the rain, looking at J. Jonah Jameson. While he talks shit about him. While he talks shit about him. It's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. The way that scene is. Because like, I never thought John Watts was... Um, I, I didn't think he had like a, a style or anything like that. But that shot is so well put together. Yeah. That like that could sum up this movie for me. Like it's just... And you see this man has... This poor boy has had his heart ripped out. Yeah. In front of him. Five minutes ago. Five minutes ago. And now he's like, this guy's a dickhead. Like, yeah. Imagine your loved one dying. Like your, one of your parents or someone that you love dying. And then two minutes later, you got the TV. The TV's telling you you're a dickhead. And you're a criminal. Yeah. And he's like, fuck, just give me a break. Like ten minutes. Just, just get, let me grieve. Like, let me grieve. And I got shot. And it's just like, but you know what the balls of this movie is? Is they have this scene, right? Mm-hmm. And I was at like an emotional level of like depth of I was at, at the lowest point yeah and I was like I'm with him I, I want to kill Goblin myself <laughs> fuck you Willem Dafoe kind of thing right but the, also the sadness comes from knowing it's his fault 
and you're with him like this is your fault and we know it's your fault yeah but this we, can be tracked back to you but we still like you because you tried yeah and that's like Uncle Ben died because it's Spider-Man's fault he let the robber get away exactly and that's the whole origin of Spider-Man yeah and so the very next scene is I think Zendaya's best scene in the whole movie I think this she is fucking unreal in this scene and that is the scene in the house yeah when the injury, so you're, the movie's at an all time emotional low, and I felt like I think John Watts is probably like, okay, okay we need to pep this up a bit. We, we've just killed that bear. We need to bring in the big guns to yeah. try and bring the the movement back because the movie's at a standstill of just like this is the saddest thing. Yeah, we could like stop and just be sad for a while, yeah. but no, everyone listen to Coldplay. Let's have a cry, of but course. no, it's it's literally okay. Let's kick it. We need to kick it to the last act. Yeah, and so. The portal's open, Sean, and you have um, Zendaya and uh, Jacob Battle are there, and they open up the portal, and Andrew just, Garfield comes through. Yeah, because he no, it, like, and it's the preface of that is like, no, I just want to see Peter, and that's what he thinks of to bring the portal up, and then they had me going for a second because it's a it's a rainy alley, and you just see red and blue. That's it, and then it walks through. Andrew Garfield yes. is now in the MCU. Yes, and he walks through, and Zendaya. Oh man, I laughed so like I was I was done like just like sad, but yeah. then Zendaya throwing the fucking bread at him, and like the, the her movement and acting in this scene. You go back and watch it. I could not stop laughing. Is that like really great comedic acting of like she throws bread and she throws up like a kung fu like yeah. stance of like what's going on what's and happening she, here and she's looking around like the head is on a swivel and like yeah, prove your spider man yeah like just prove it and Andrew Garrett's like doesn't work for bread <laughs> like I don't know what you want from me just stick to the walls <laughs> so, so, yeah just stick to the walls and when he, he sticks to the roof Zendaya does the old like she's in the kung fu stance she looks around and then she just very quietly goes crawl around a little bit <laughs> <laughs> And so then he crawls around, and then her, the grandmother comes out. Could you get this cobweb Just up, while in the up corner? there? <laughs> well, and this ties into it though, because we first, when we first see Andrew Garfield, he is in the Spider-Man suit. Yes. When we see, because they try again to get through to Tom Holland, Peter Parker. That's where we're going to have to start calling them just by their names. Yes. Try to get through Tom Holland, and who should walk through? A second portal. The legend himself. Legend himself, Mr. Tobert Maguire. Hasn't hasn't been in a movie since 2014. My God. Yeah. That's actually insane. It's This is his first movie back. What a return. Yeah. I mean, cause it, but he walks through in regular civilian clothes. And the first... It's amazing that the minute he walks through, there's senior, seniority yes. in there. You're like, that's, that's the OG. That's, that's the original that's Spider-Man. That's Peter B. Parker. Like, yeah, he knows shit. He's experienced. He's the best one. And I like how they like they immediately are wary of each other for a second. And when they have that split fight scene, Toby webs the shooter. Yes, immediately. And Andrew Garfield looks down, and goes, "Okay, cool. That, that's clever. That's clever. Okay, cool." Um, like immediately, you just. I mean, how did you react in the cinema when these two popped up? Oh, I was like jumping out of my seat. Like mm. I was very, very excited. Mm. Um, I kind of wish I had been able to go in blind on this, but yeah. that was never going to happen. I would have gone in blind on the villains as well. Yeah. They should have just made a, a Doctor Strange, Tom Focus Holland, thing. like Peter Parker movie. That's the thing. Um, but like, no, there, there were cheers and claps in the cinema. Like, this was this is a, a very special moment, I want to call it. But I think the next one is even more. 
special. Yeah. The scene on the rooftop is, I think, possibly top three Spider-Man scenes of all time. Oh, certainly on film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, I think, you know what? Uh, I heard so, but I, I agree with it. Spider-Verse sprinted. Mm-hmm. So this movie could run. Yeah. And by that, I mean, like, Spider-Verse, this movie's good. Like, Spider-Verse is obviously, like, fucking outstanding. But, like, Spider-Verse laid the groundwork for, like, this is how you do it. Yeah, people are able to deal with multiple universes. Yeah. This is how you get and people And so this movie kind of takes that. And I, I like the idea of, like, Spider-Verse sprinting so this could run. Not walking. <laughs> no, it sprint, yeah. it fucking left the station. But um, the scene on the rooftop, I think you probably have train scene mm-hmm. uh, from Spider-Man 2. Yeah. I would say Keaton finding out in the car. In, yes, at the traffic lights. And I would say this. Yeah. I, I can't think of an Andrew Garfield one that's that good or anything in the other two Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. No, and it's not that those... Like, no, there's, no, there's it's not, not bad, that there's no bad... But yeah. these are all-time cinema Spider-Man moments. These are iconic Spider-Man cinema moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, and I would even count like things like the upside-down kiss in the rain. Just because that's been so parodied and like yeah. it's in the the culture so much. So, yeah, I I think train Keaton then this and this works so well because Tobal is at his absolute lowest. Like yeah, he, he he's on the roof because that's where he feels safe. Yeah, and Zendaya and uh, Jacob Adlon turn up and they're just like so. Then MJR like you they, fra- they hug him first. They do hug him. It's a lovely moment. Yeah, um, and you like. The best thing about this is the chemistry between the three of them is you believe it. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Every sec- step of the way. Tom Maguire, James Franco, I never believed were friends. Ever. No. Ever. I mean, they weren't. Those actors hated they, each other. Like, it's never believable that those three people have chemistry together. Yeah. Right? It's just not on the card. These three are literally like, they're intertwined. They're like, the I think they're on this camera together, it, the movie's better. Yeah. The three of them are interacting. It's like these people know each other the, and like each other. The, and you can get that. You and can feel it. I like, Zendaya says, there's some people here. And Tom Holland goes into fight mode. Yes. He's like, oh, fuck, I have to do this. Because he just, he's broken. He's a broken man. Yeah. And he looks up at the silhouettes of the two of them on the on the top of the school. I, I think, think that's it, it, yeah. They're on like the, the bell tower of the school. Yeah, and so they jump down. And Pierre's still like, who the fuck are you? What's going on who here? I'm sending the two of you back. Yeah. Like, who the fuck are you? You shouldn't be here. We're like, we're Peter Parker. Because at this point, he's done. He's like, I don't want to help anyone. Yeah. I'll send everyone back to die. I don't care. I just want to kill the goblin. Yeah, I just want to kill the, like, I'll send everyone back. I, I want to kill the goblin myself. Yeah. You don't get to kill, go- kill the goblin. Um, and this scene just expands to the point of, like, you learn so much about the old Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, that we get... What happened after their movies? Like, that's all explained to us. The Andrew Garfield characterization, I think, is the best. I think in so. The movie. But because I think he was the most open ended. I think he's also his... the most underwritten. Yes. I would have treated him. Because he only had two movies, to be fair. Yeah, whereas uh, Toby got a trilogy. But, like, Andrew Garfield, like, he gives a speech and he's just like, um, I tried to go and be a normal Spider Man, but. Eventually, I, I stopped pulling my punches. That is, that's the best line. It's so good. Like, the minute he said that, I was like, oh, fuck, that's so good. That, like, we see Gwen die. Yeah. We see him, and he comes out when he faces the rhino or whatever. But, like, you never get that emotional thing. And I love the idea of, like, that character who's all jokey, is all kind of, like, he slowly just. I, I, I like that it doesn't just happen. Like, it's yeah. like, I slowly just stopped pulling my punches. Like, I just. I just the got anger, angry. I just. I just 
because she's dead. Like, I can't do anything about that. Yeah. So, and he says as well, it's like, um, he, like, he's basically Spider-Man all the time. He's like, there's no time for Peter Parker stuff. That's why he's in the suit. You know, yeah. He's never in regular clothes in this movie. No, he's just always on patrol. He's always on the mission. Yeah, thing. He's, he's turning the Batman. He's, turning, he's going down the Batman path. Yeah, he's, yeah, got, yeah. he's, got, he's turning the Batman just stop pulling his punches. Yeah. Like, he's Batman after Jason dies, is yeah. what I would look at him as. Exactly. He's just full of rage and he doesn't know where to put it. And he just wants to punch people until they feel, make him feel better. Yeah, and that's why like, he's looking for Peter. Um, that's, that's why he's like, we need to go see him because... This happened to me. I don't want it to happen to him. And then you think, okay. And then Toby's on the other side, and he's like, "My uncle Ben died." Yeah. And I it's actually, it's my fault. It's my. I actually got my revenge on the guy who did it. Yeah. Didn't make me feel any better. I was very angry. I chased him down in the night, and he's dead, and I didn't feel any better. Yeah. I felt worse. And it's. Uh, uh, and this whole thing is like Tom Holland is just like no but she's dead like you don't understand he keeps saying like, you, yeah. don't, you don't understand like she and before she died with great power yeah. and then Toby finishes it off with comes it's great, great responsibility. responsibility he's like how did you know and the two of them were like Uncle Ben said it the day that he died yeah and he's she. this is the moment where Andrew Gar- or Tom Holland's like Aunt May said it the day that her, she did yeah so he's slightly different it's the same idea that's it but he knows that like this is a Spider-Man thing clearly like he's like it has to happen it always happens and it's it's there's a thing as well um, uh, Andrew Garfield is, is talking like I, I've lost people um, I lost Gwen she was my MJ yes and it's like okay that's awful <laughs> Yeah, and so like he understands that immediately. Like he's like, you you lost your MJ. Yeah, imagine that, Tom Holland. Uh, like I lost my Uncle Ben and my MJ. That's the thing. That's the thing. Because and I, they're not they're not like one upping each other. No, no. The no, great no. thing about this is that they're like they're sympathising. You have the two, and I'm I I hate to use this, but like you have the two adults looking at the kid. Yeah, being like we've both done the exact. We're with you. Like we know, there's only three people in the whole multiverse currently that understand that, yeah, that what you're going, what's going through. On and we're Maybe all miles here. Or somewhere. We don't know, but there's only three right now. Yeah, and we know what you feel. And he's like, you don't know. Look, no, literally, we do. Like we've been through a lot. <laughs> yeah, and and it's just to keep. It's what we do. It's what we do. It's what yeah. we do. Like yeah. that's the Spider-Man thing. And so they they agreed. They're like, no, let's let's fix them. Let's fix those villains. We'll help you. Because they, they, I think, you have this, like, Peter B. Parker vibe from the two of them. Yeah, but no, it's kind of redemption. It's, it's the two of them looking at this kid full of, maybe naivety, but maybe it's just, like, hope. And even though he's been through shit, they're just like, you know what? We've been kind of out of the game for too long. We're too filled with anger. We're retired or whatever. Let's do it one more time. Let's yeah. just try and redeem, like, redeem some people. It's, It's the best... Way I could have hoped for those three to come together. Yeah. Because of course they come together after the, you know, the guardian figure dies. It, that's that's when it needs to happen. You know, my brain had never put that together. Yeah. But after like, that's the only time you would bring them together. Because yeah. they're the only two people that know what he feels. Yeah. Like Zendaya can hug him. I'd be like, oh, that's so sad. But the, like... Like she'll... But the two of them coming and going, 
we, Stop, shut up we know what you feel yeah and we know that you feel like it's your fault and we know that you're full of anger yeah. it's not gonna help I like I want to marvel what if about what if the other two Spider-Man weren't there because I think this like he would have killed them all he would have murdered every, he would have become a very different oh, Spider-Man fuck me that would have been cool Just, oh, here's, here's what I want okay instead of the two Spider-Men showing up Venom shows <laughs> no help whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> yes kill them um, and so the next scene is the three of them have come together and they go they gotta do some side stuff Sean. oh they're gonna science the shit they're out gonna of it. science the shit out of it so they all uh, go to a lab get all the Bunsen burners out they yeah. all get the goggles out matter what a high school laboratory has everything they need isn't it's, it it's pretty great yeah um, and I'll be honest with you this scene is just lovely that the three of them interacting. It's just nice. And they're all working together. I like Andrew Garfield. Is just like He's the best. Yeah. But he's like, I'll take the lizard. Because I've cured him already. No big deal. Yeah. And they just look at him like, no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal, no big deal yeah. guys. Um, and <laughs> Tom McGuire is an absolute buzzkill <laughs> in this scene. He always is. He always is. <laughs> he just doesn't know how to talk to people because Ned is just like, oh, you, you, do you have like a guy in the chair? Oh, by the way, that is possibly, that might be the second best joke. Yeah. In the thing. Is it, is it, do you have a guy in No, do you have a best friend? Do you have a best friend, said. sorry. And he's like, yeah, I had a best friend. He, he died in my arms. He died in my arms after turning on me and going crazy and trying to kill me. And <sighs> Jacob Batlon's acting in that scene. He doesn't say a word, but it's all in his face of the register of, oh no, oh no. I'm going to do that. And, yeah. And the panic of being like, oh fuck, I can't believe I'm going to try and kill my best friend. And he says to Peter after, I promise, no, because he goes to Peter and Peter's like, hey, can you run a scan on this for me? And just like, yep. And he just leaves. He just, he just fucks off. <laughs> and he's like, just so you know, I'll never turn on you and try to kill you. And Tom Holland's like, okay. And Garfield just like pats him on the back. He's like, well done. You did it. Because <laughs> like, he's had it happen to him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, honestly, I think this is just the most lovely scene. Yeah. I was smiling ear to ear through the whole thing. Like, it's constant callbacks, constant fan service, but it all works because they all just interact in completely different ways with each other. Yeah, they all have different vibes. Another really, like, small thing is just that Toby's like, I'll work on the goblin cure. I've been thinking about it a long time. Yes. I like that he is still thinking, how could I have saved him? Because that's, that's Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man, that's what like, he does. Even though he's an absolute bummer, because that's what they are, like... He's the biggest nerd. Yeah. Andrew Garfield's the funny one in terms of like... But he's funny in a really different way. I think in this one, he's much more likable because it's he realises he's not cool. In yeah. his movie, he's cool. But, right? Yeah, but like put up against the other two Spider-Men. But oh, put up against Tom Holland's Spider-Man. It's he- like he sees himself as the old used-to-be-cool uncle. That was not very cool. Yeah, but he just, like, he takes it in stride. Yeah, whereas Tom McGuire is never cool. So he's just aware, he's like, okay, I'm the old guy, I'm yeah, the old head I'm here. I'm going to be the boring one I'm going to be the boring one. Tom Holland's the new kid on the block. He knows what he's doing, and he got he's, has everything under control. Andrew Garfield, like, the vibe you get immediately is that he's in on the gag of just, like, like yeah. he just is so likeable. And yeah. so just lovely in this. 
But he's also there's a sadness to him as well. But that's why it works. Like yeah. he he has his charm, and then he also like the moment where he's like, "Do you have somebody?" He's like, "I don't have time for anyone." I just yeah. I'm, but also, I mean, let's be honest. Since that movie came out, Andrew Garfield as an actor is like so much higher level. Like Tom yeah. Holland must have been pinching himself. Like Andrew Garfield is probably going to win an Oscar in the next. He did years. tick tick boom like this year. Like he's probably going to get something for that. Like he's like, he's won so many awards. He he's at the top of his game. Like when he first he, did those movies, he was just like he was the new thing. He was the new thing in Hollywood. Which now he's like established. Yeah, now he's like a name. Yeah. The but I like like I think Andrew Garfield's Spider Man in this looks at like he he realizes. I think there's a moment where he realizes that oh I could have okay so Gwen is gone. There might be an MJ out there for me. Yes. There might be happiness somewhere. Yeah, and he hasn't had that in ages. Yeah, he hasn't had hope. Yeah. Um, and so there's also a lovely scene here between um, Zendaya and Tom Holland. Yeah. And, like, they just have that moment of... A lot of chemistry, once again. Cannot stress enough how... Well, they're in the lab, aren't they? How, <laughs> how lovely these two people are together. Yes, um, they're just very sweet. It, it gives off the same vibe as Andrew Garfield's Emma Stone. But probably more, I don't, I want to say relatable. But I'm, yeah, gen, not genuine is the wrong word. No, I, I was watching uh, Amazing Spider-Man with my girlfriend. She has not seen those movies. Right. And she had, in preparation for this. Of course. And afterwards she was like, um, she actually preferred Kirsten Dunn's Tom, Tom McGuire in the first Spider-Man. And I was like, why? And she was like, well, it seemed, it, to me, it felt like it was just two models talking to each other in the amazing Spider-Man they're like they're pretending to be like not cool but, but they're, they, they look like Emma Stone they're like Andrew specimens Gar- of like, human they're beings. just like they're they're built to, yeah. to act yes. like they're, they're beautiful humans who are in love with each other and they're like oh I've got a tough life yeah um, and they're geniuses and she's like Tom McGuire Kirsten doesn't seem more real they're more like regular people more like regular people Tom Holland Zendaya have that like other level where they're probably they've got actor good looks as well but for some reason it's much more approachable I think because they're they're kind of both so themselves like in social media and things like that and like in interviews like we, you feel like you know them already kind of thing yeah and they carry that into the characters and this moment where the two of them are like looking at each other like they have that moment to put their foreheads together like we gotta do this yeah we're, go- we're gonna do this we're gonna put it on uh, but it's also a moment where like Zadina knows like Anne May just died like yeah. <laughs> two hours ago and she's like looking at him going are you okay are you alright are you good like, and he and he flat out says like, I want to kill him yeah because like, she understands yeah and, and you know what's funny is if he had that conversation with Ned he would have done the same thing I know I understand I get like, that I get that like she would Aunt May wouldn't want that for you like the tri- the two of them are completely on his wavelength like they're the best characters with Tom Holland's Spider-Man but I also feel like Ned and um, MJ are friends as well. Oh, absolutely. It's not just because they're going through Peter. It's not revolved around Peter. I yes. said, like, James Franco and Carson Dunst, they were just... It was just because... They, they both, both knew Peter. And they that's both how knew they Peter. Knew yeah. But you can see the two of them hanging out when Tom's away. Yeah, exactly. And, like, they, they spend a lot of time, like, hanging out in this movie. Yeah. Um, Just kind of being in the chair. And, and neither of them are like, oh, I wonder where Peter is. They're just, yeah. they're just like oh they're just hanging out you, yeah. can, see, you can see them hanging like, out let's do this yeah, yeah. Um, also the moment where uh, he's like I'm going to open the portals 
And Ned's like, I'm going to open the portals. And Tom, Tom Holland's like, how are you going to open the portals? Like, I've got Doctor Strange magic now. What? so cool. <laughs> when did you get Doctor Strange magic? <laughs> and look, again, I've already said it. It's, it's just kind of for them to get around. Yeah. But it works. Also, the introduction of the natural webs is in this. Oh, yeah. And they're like, what? I like how they have no boundaries. And they're just so curious about the natural webs. Because the, it's like the tree of them... They're all in on the gag. So they all understand. Yeah, the things are different and that's interesting. But the, the who of them can't figure out why he's like that. Yeah, because Tom Allen's like, like charging up his web cartridges and Andrew Garfield is, is just a bit like, oh yeah, yeah, that's fair, I'll do mine as well. And then Toby's just like, you guys, web cartridges? What? <laughs> and then he flicks a web and they're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yes. Because you would. Yeah, it's um, like, also... Um, Toby is like the older brother who's left home yes Andrew Garfield is the middle child who still lives at home and then Tom Holland is the kid who's like doing his leave insert at the minute yeah like he's just on the up and up he's on the up and up he has yeah. big dreams yeah um, and so then they all they all get portaled into the Statue of Liberty yeah and it has the Captain America shield that was a great touch very Marvel like that's really building that universe a lot and I think the minute I see it I went that makes so much sense they would totally do that like in that universe yeah you put the Captain America shield on the Statue of Liberty because it's the freedom it's yeah. it's all about America all that shit and John Walker really did a number on oh. that shield <laughs> and what it stands out. for they had to take the shield out <laughs> well no Sam Wilson took it up so it's fine oh, of course of course um, no they put it up higher because John Walker was there what a cool dude <laughs> what a cool dude that's all we stand for <laughs> what a nice man oh god um, so yeah the, the the big last fight scene occurs um, I love the fact that they're all like having a chat beforehand yeah um, still talking about the still just like every scene with just the three of them interacting I just think it's magic it's fascinating and, and if, it, it's very natural the conversation once again the script it's all in that script like yeah. this could have been very clunky as shit they like what's going on in your universe what's going like the leader none of the three of them ask like a question that is fan service in nature it's fan service because they're interacting exactly so. so that's that's enough and then everything else is just interesting and it's what, they're, what they're talking about could be mundane like yeah what they're talking about is like Say Andrew Garfield be like, "Do you want me to crack your back?" Like the big, fight. yeah. And he's like, "Oh yeah, my back gets at me." I like that. Told me like he has back issues. Yeah. Spider Man. Which... I think he said, "Oh, it's the swinging." Yeah, and it really does you in. Um, and like the two of them are like creaking themselves up. Tom Holland doesn't need to like warm up. No, he's, he's just still always young. limber. Yeah, whereas like Tom McGuire is a bit older. Um, and then you all at the moment where Toby's like, "Dude." Don't be putting yourself down. Yeah, because they're talking about villains they've fought. That's great. Toby's like, I fought an, I fought an alien. Yeah. Uh, he took over my body for a while. Tom's like, I fought an alien on Earth and in space. Yeah, big purple and one. Toby's focused on that. It's like, sorry, in space. <laughs> yeah. And Andrew's just like, I fought a Russian guy in a rhino suit. I'm kind of lame. Yeah. I know I'm lame. Like, like, just the that, I think that acting by Andrew Garfield in the scene is great because he's just like, well, I mean, you're kind of... Could show me up now. I just yeah. like I feel like a Russian dude in a, a rhino suit. I mean, that's not great, yeah. is it? Like you've been to space. I haven't fought any aliens yeah. by any chance. Fight an alien. Like, fight an alien. <laughs> uh, and and it gets back onto the web thing. And again, this is where the brothers dynamic comes in for me because they're just like, so your body just makes that web. Like, do you ever get web block? Or? And he's like, I have had web block. He's like, yeah, it's like a mental thing. Yeah. It's, uh, does it come out of anywhere else? <laughs> 
He's like, no, just just the wrists. <laughs> just the wrists. Um, and then he's like, don't put yourself down, man. You're amazing. Yeah. You're, ama- you're amazing. As you're, you're the Andrew, amazing Spider-Man. And Andrew Garvin's like, I needed to hear that. Yeah, yeah th- thanks, thanks very much. I, I love you guys. I love you guys. <laughs> and they just say, thank you. Because <laughs> yeah, he's so uncool. I feel like he just hasn't had friends in but, years. But you know what? Andrew Garfield, I think... For some reason, I came out with his going, he's my favourite Spider-Man, even though Tom Holland's clearly my favourite. Yeah, but he's shot, Andrew Garfield's shown in this, yeah. and I'm. Let's put on the tinfoil hats for a second, because they assign each other code names. Yeah. So Tom Holland is Spider-Man 1. And then Andrew Garfield's like, Spider-Man 3! Spider-Man 3. <laughs> arms up like, okay, fine, I'll be Spider-Man 3. He's the one who never got a Spider-Man 3. <gasps> what does it mean? What does it mean? I mean, could it, could it be. Could it be? Could it be? Could it be? Venom? <laughs> They're bringing Dane back. No, no, no. They're bringing back uh, Topher Grace. <gasps> Topher's back for the third one of Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Yeah. Set in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> breaking marriages. <laughs> yeah. So they start off the fight. All the villains show up. It's the bit in the trailer where there's like the big the Marvel light up. Yeah. Um, sorry, and, most of the villains show up. Sorry, most of the villains show up. Except for Goblin. Yeah. And, uh, and Octopus. Doc yes. Doc. Um, and what happens is they're all shit. Like they're all in each other's way. They like, can't fight together. They can't fight, like they can't swing together. They're always just they're out of sync. Yeah. <coughs> so what happens is like they have to reconvene and be like, "That was shit." Yeah, we're bad at this. Yeah. And, and Tom Holland's like, I just never have had a team. And they're like, yeah, I've never worked with anyone before. But, but no, sorry, Tom Holland's like, I have had a team. I'm, I'm, I don't mean to brag, I'm on the Avengers. I don't mean to brag, I'm on the Avengers. And the two of them look at him like... No, Toby's like, that's amazing. What's the Avengers? <laughs> and Andrew Kevin's like, is that a band? Are you in a band? That's awesome. That's <laughs> cool. It's like, you guys don't have the Avengers? Because well, when Toby said that, so, he said, oh my God, that's amazing. I was like, are they just saying that the Avengers existed in the Raimi-verse eventually? No. no he's, just, he's just being supportive of Toby. He's, he's just dad. being nice. Yeah. And so they they decide, okay, we're just going to focus on one villain at a time uh, and whittle him down that way because they're trying to fight everything at once. And he says, trust your Peter Tingle. Yeah. And... <laughs> By God, do they. And the next scene, by the way, I'm assuming you freak the fuck out oh, when they yeah. start, like, synchronised swinging. Yeah, it's the coolest yeah. fucking thing. Also, that Tobey Maguire Spider-Man suit still looks amazing. Gorgeous. It's one of the best things ever put to screen, I think. I mean, I think it just shows up how shit the Iron Spider suit is. Yeah. In comparison to the doesn't other work, two. doesn't work, does it? No. Like, even I would take the whole bed suit. Over, yeah. Because the Iron Spider suit, it looks so fake. Yeah, like it because it's because even the Iron Man suit, it, it, it we've seen the evolution of that, so it looks like it it's just refined. You can that. just look like a robotic man. Yeah, but where the Iron Spider because of the nanobots, it's smooth. It's yeah, smooth and sleek. It's, and it's just it, there's shiny. no flaws in it. There's yeah. no flaws in the the metal texture. And for a character that we love that much, I just think it ruins it. I just think imagine that. Well, I mean that is. Rec- Record at the end. It's, yeah, oh, it's, it's gone. Oh, it's, it's, oh, fucking it's gone. It's fucking gone. It's fucking by. solved. But like that was all my major problem with these movies. Is that yeah, the Iron Spider suit just is the least interesting suit. Like it's cool for a second. Okay, he's got the extra legs. Yeah, cool, and he can breathe in space. Cool. Yeah, but after that, I'm like, as a character, I just think it's kind of is silly. <laughs> yeah, and I and like I like when when they first meet on the bridge, Doc Ock 
sees the arms in the iron spider suit and it's just like oh we got competition <laughs> yeah um, and so then they start taking out one by one yeah. each character uh, you have Tom McGuire he takes out Sandman they eventually get that into him they like inject him with the shit yeah. um, and he turns back into Thomas Hayden Church um, yeah. and then you also have the lizard who he yeah. he sees that Ned and MJ are in the portal and he goes in and Tom Holland's like oh shit yeah and they just kind of run about the room for a bit and back through the portal. Yeah, and so then eventually when he comes back around, he turns him back into um, a human. Reese. Reese. <laughs> he turns back into Reese, uh, which is definitely a clip from an old movie. And so that's the two of them gone. Yeah. Um, and then that leaves Electro, who's there. Who is objectively the most powerful at this point. Oh, he's got the... He has the arc reactor yeah, powering him. He's, he's super powerful. And so he's like, okay... I'm going to kill all ye fuckers. And the best part is when he has, like, the three of them. He's, he's like, ho- Toby attacks him from the right, and he's, like, holding him with electric. Yeah. And then Andrew from the left, he's holding him. And he's, like, defeating all three of them at once until Doc Ock shows up. Yeah. There's a moment as well, um, Andrew Garfield on his own gets shocked by Electro. And, like, he's able to kind of bear it a bit because he's gone through it before. Yes. Because he's fought Electro in his own universe. Clever. Yes. Yes. Um, also, he greets him and is like, Hi, Max. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Garfield, what a man. It's fucking great in this. But, like, I don't want to watch one or two again. No, I just want to watch this movie on loop, I just I want to see him in this. Just I want highlights. to see him interacting with Tom Holland. I think the vibe I got from the two of them, and this might be blasphemous. Oh. Dick Grace and Tim Drake. Oh. I understand it. I could not get that out of my head when I was watching him interact with Tom Holland. And I love when Nightwing and Robin, in, well, Red Robin, whatever, yeah. like the two of them interact in terms of, it's like a big brother, but it's a silly big brother who's willing to take a, a joke at Like he's a goofball big brother and the little brother who's also very smart, but he like looks up to the big brother like he's, <laughs> he's the guy. Yeah, and he wants everyone to like take him serious. But he's also, he's a goofball himself. Yeah. But he doesn't let it out oh, all that often. It's so nice when the two of them are together. Because you can kind of like, they can take make jokes. Like, imagine a scene where the two are a movie. Oh, Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, double team, Spider-Man. Pretty good. Pretty good, Just I would going say. going around one-lining, joking. I, I, like, I would watch it. The, the, now, when does, a, when does the bit happen? The bit? The, the Andrew Garfield... Andrew Garfield's best bit in the movie. Oh, so that happens. Uh, Goblin shows up. Goblin shows up. Um, they get the thing on the elect onto Electro, and he gets he gets. Oh yeah, sorry. Doc Ock helps. Yeah, Doc Ock turns good because he always he was pretending to be bad, but he he's good. Yeah. And, so, and he, he he says the power of the sun and the palm of my hand, but he's just holding an arc reactor. We also forgot the line of "I'm something of a scientist myself." Oh yes, of course, Willem Dafoe. What a stupid, silly line, but quite funny. I'm glad they put it because it just kind of comes in out of nowhere and stops the conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. Dead <laughs> doesn't make any sense. Doesn't fit in. But it's a meme. It's a meme. You have to put it in. Um, and so they. Yeah, they solve all that. The Electro's done, Sandman's done, Lizard's done, uh, Doc Ock has turned good, so he's done. Yeah. So we one left. We got the biggest badass in the fucking movie. With the fucking coolest costume design in Hood the movie. Hood up. Hood up, goggles on, fucking ragtag armour tied together. Willem Dafoe said he wouldn't do the movie unless they let him do all the stunts as well. Yeah, like, 66-year-old Willem Dafoe said this. He's just still got. He's What a man. Um, 
And he's pure madness in this. He's pure evil. Yeah, he's but, pure evil. He does. He's irredeemable. Like there's not a moment where you're like, ah, he's going no, He's absolutely the worst. Yeah. And so he shows up, and this is when he knocks MJ off because they're on the scaffolding now. And um, he knocks Ned off as well. He knocks Ned off and he knocks MJ off. Yeah. And the bit in the trailer, and this is really great, I really love this, is that you see Peter, uh, sorry, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Tom Holland jump and he's reaching for her. And in the trailer, it's like, oh, it's interesting to get Tom Holland to save her. That's cool. Mm. And in my head, I was like, oh, they probably just CGI'd out. No, that actually happens. He is just there. And then the goblin thing comes across. Sweeps him away and you see MJ realises she's going to die. And in my head I was like, that's fucking genius. Yes, where is he? (laughs) It's so good. And then, like, and it's it's beautiful because it's silent. And you just hear Andrew Garfield's Peter shouting, like you see him shout the word no. Yeah. And he, he dives after her grabs her then fires a web which and safely plants her on the ground and the moment afterwards they could have stood that and then cut away yeah but what makes the moment is the two seconds afterwards yeah it's silent and and he's just like he realizes he's done it and he says are you okay and MJ looks at him <laughs> and he's like full on crying he's in bits like he's in bits because he realized like He's kind of had a bit of redemption. He's redeemed himself somewhat. Yeah. For not saving the love of his life. And she just looks at him and goes, are you okay? Yeah, because I, I guess, like, to him, like, Gwen's death was without purpose. Like, it didn't serve anything. But at least now he was able to save MJ because he knew how not to do it. Yeah. And, and he needed that. He I needed, think that character needed that. He did, yeah. Because, and presumably, he has replayed that moment and how he would do it different. Every second and, of every day and, of his life. And that's why the punches became less, or stronger and stronger. Yeah. Because he got madder and madder at himself. Yeah. For why he didn't do that. Because it was, yeah. Oh, it's so fucking good. Oh, man. I'm so happy they gave him that. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we just love Andrew Carpenter. I just, he's so good in this. <laughs> and like, Tom McGuire's good. I think he's excellent in the Peter B. Parker role. Yeah. I just think Andrew Garfield just shines. But there's a moment where Peter... Uh, t- oh, fucking hell this gets difficult when Tobey Maguire is talking to Doc Ock and he's just this like it's lovely yeah he's like hey Doc nice to see you nice to see you again it's like my dear boy yeah. you, you've grown it's like ah it's like and that's payoffs payoffs because they never got to really resolve things uh, they kind of like Doc Ock went for a swim went for a swim and then Swam forever. Swam forever at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Goblin gets put onto the shield that's in the water. Yeah. Um, and the big shield has fallen from all the scaffolding. They save Ned and they save MJ. And everyone gets onto the ground, thankfully. Mm. And it's just Tom Holland. Doctor Strange comes back as well. Sorry, Doctor Strange is back. And he's mad. He's he pissed. Is pissed. But then Ned is like, no, Peter's plan is working. He's curing them. But he's still mad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's furious. Yeah, and so... He says to Ned as well, where did you get... How did you make that portal? <laughs> <laughs> and then I love the way Tom McGuire's like, is that the wizard? And Tom, Andrew Garner's like, I think that's the wizard from this <laughs> universe. Because <laughs> he shows up and... He, he, Doctor Strange is like, I've been over the Grand Canyon for 12 hours. And Andrew Garner says, well, you've been in the Grand Canyon, we've been all here. <laughs> he could have used your help. 
<laughs> so stupid. Um, but the fight on the shield, sorry. Yeah, so the is, fight on the shield is brutal. Oh, he's just... You know that I Am Vengeance clip from the Batman trailer? It's that. It's this. Like, he's just... Tom Holland is on a war You path. see what would happen if Spider-Man decided to stop pulling his punches. Yeah, and he's destroying Willem Dafoe. Like, this old, this. when you see it, it's like an old man. Again, like, up until that point, Willem Dafoe is... He's still Willem the Four evil goblin. Yeah. But it's at this moment where, like, Spider-Man's gonna fucking beat the shit out of him. Yeah. And, like, to the point that like, he has Goblin on his knees and then he picks up the glider. Like, no, when he's on his knees and he's just continuously punching him. Yeah. And he just never stops. <laughs> and he's just, like, Tom Holland's crying, like, tears in his eyes, blood all over him. He's like, you've ruined my fucking life. Yeah. And I, I cannot stop. Picks up the glider, about to stab him. Only one man could stop this. <sighs> Such a great scene. Tom McGuire comes in. Steps between them. Steps between them and just stops the glider. And is just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, no, actually, he doesn't say a word. It's even better. He gives the Tom McGuire, like, holding t- something up face. Yeah. Like, a shake. But, like, he's just staring at him. And he's in those eyes. Tom McGuire has been in the movies in 2014. Hasn't lost it because it's it's all conveyed. Like... You don't need to do this. Yeah. You're better than this. He wants you to do that. He will win if you do this. He will this. win. It. And it's all just, it's never said, but it's just all given across in one facial look. Yeah. Of like, what are you doing? That's not what we do. Yeah. And so, Glider gets put down, and then, uh, fucking Tony Maguire gets a knife in the back. <laughs> of course he does. His goblin's a dick. Don't turn your back on the goblin. <laughs> no. Uh, so he gets stabbed, and then that's when Andrew Garfield throws the cure. Yeah. Tom Holland grabs it and stabs it, stabs him in the neck, and injects him with it. Yeah. And uh, oh, and Willem Dafoe is such a good actor because you see the goblin leave him. Yeah. And then he's like Peter. What did I do? Yeah. What have I done? He's such a dick. <laughs> but it, oh, he doesn't remember. But he does. It didn't mean it. Um, and so, yeah, then you have him. Tom McGuire's on the ground. Andrew Garfield comes out. And the three of them are like looking at, or like the two of them are looking at him. Yeah. And the three Spider-Men in the one moment, like, are you okay? It's like, oh, yeah, I've been stabbed before. <laughs> and he's like, okay, all right. So he, li- he picks him up and he helps him up. Um, and this is when Doctor Strange is there and Tom Holland goes over to him. And Doctor Strange is like, uh, there's a hole in the fucking sky by the way yeah, like, yeah the it's box like, has exploded at this point and a goblin bomb went into it gob- and then the multiverse is like ripping apart basically and Tom, Tom McGuire when he's on the ground has the great line of am I dying or is that happening yeah. <laughs> and it's just like no that is happening um, and so Tom Holland has to go over to Doctor Strange like what can we do it's like can't do anything like yeah. I'm just trying to hold it all together here they're gonna come through everyone Who's ever known Peter Parker was Spider Man? Yeah, is all going to come true. I think if you freeze frame, there's probably some like Easter eggs in there's, like the um, silhouettes. The Rhino, I think. The Rhino's there. In. Also, uh, the Hunter, um, Craven. Craven is there. Sick. Uh, well, you can see the silhouette. Yeah, you can yeah, see yeah. the thing around the neck and the staff. Or the I did see the staff. I was wondering who that, that was. That, but... I think that's Craven. Oh, okay, that makes sense then. Yeah. Um, but so he's like. Can't you just make everyone forget I'm Spider-Man? It's like, no, it's too late for that now. They're coming for you because they know you. Mm. It's like, make them forget me. Everyone, make everyone forget me who's ever met me. And strange to his credit says, no, I'm not doing that. That's a terrible, like, that's the biggest sacrifice you could possibly make. You will, no one will know you. 
And he's like, I'm willing to make the big sacrifice. It's the only way. It's the only way. Like my like my dad, Tony Stark, would do. I'm willing <laughs> to make the sacrifice. And Sean, this is my drop of angel. Because, <laughs> because at this point, they're reminding me... I forgot about the drop of, of angel. It reminded me of a very similar episode. And it's a very, very great thing to do with a hero. That you give him everything he wants. And then you have the moment where he's the only one that remembers every good thing that's happened and nobody recognises him. So, there's an episode of Angel, I Will Remember You. Season 1, episode 8. Don't ask me how... Wow, season 1 they did this. Season 1, episode 8. It's a good one. It's a very good one. Don't ask me about Angel Wikipedia. For some reason I know all that shit. Fair enough. Um, Buffy spin-off Angel. (laughs) Um, This came out in 2001, I think, this episode. Basically, Angel, through a series of events, turns into a human. For once. Oh. And Buffy shows up. And the whole thing was like. They can't be together. Because he's a bad vampire. She's a human. And there's a whole episode. Where he's actually a human. And they just get to live. Like the best life ever. They go outside. Like they're out in the sun. Fuck. Like they're the best. Co- it's the most lovely episode. That you like. You've been waiting like. Six seasons of Buffy. Five seasons of Buffy. Like half a season of Angel. He's always this like. Loader. Who goes out like. He's basically Batman. Yeah yeah. Um, and then what happens is like he gets everything he wants and he can be with the love of his life who he's, who he's broken up with because they can't be together okay. and everything's going well. But he realises that because he's human he can't help her when say a demon shows up and he gets fucked. He has no He gets fucked. He, tr- he tries to help him, punches him and the demon just looks at him just fucks him across the room and then Buffy nearly dies because she's fighting by herself yeah. against this demon that could have, they could have both taken him. And there's a moment at the end of the episode where he's like, I need to go back to normal. I, like, I need to go back to being a vampire. And uh, he goes to... Very similar, actually. In terms of, yeah. like... It's, it's actually, a, like, basically the same plot in terms of he's like, I have everything I want, but she's in more danger when I'm a human. This is, I, yeah, it's a greater good kind yeah. of thing. And so he's like, I'm willing to make the sacrifice. And they're like, we can't just make you a vampire again. What we need to do is take the last 24 hours away from you. Oh. And before the 24 hours, she's, she doesn't want to talk to him. Like, this is Angel's show. She's yeah. actually no longer, like, he moves to LA. And she just came up with this, like, Sarah Michelle Geller came as a special guest for this episode. It was like, right. they could be back together. He's still coming back together and all this stuff. So he's like, okay, I'm willing to sacrifice the last 24 hours. So, so everyone she- forgets, except him, what it was like when he got everything he wanted and he was the happiest he's ever been. So he'll always remember that and then know how he is and now. And the end of the scene, the episode, end of the episode is so good um, because he's like, he explains it very similar. Like he explains, you're going to forget and she's like, I won't forget. I won't forget. And she's like in tears and he's in tears. Like, we've literally had the best time ever. Like, I won't forget. And the, it clock strokes, whatever, 12. It clock strikes 12. And like, immediately everything resets back to the previous day. And like, he can remember, but she walks in like nothing's happened. And like, Angel, you fucking dickhead. What's going on here? Aww. And he's But like, all I could remember is like, that is such a good heroic story. That we have our hero and mm. we give them everything. And then we take it all away. And it's a very good way of the hero maintaining their development that they've had over, say, three movies. Yeah. Uh, but now it's just basically a clean slate. It's a clean slate, but it's... Yeah, exactly. So Angel forever remembers what it was like for that one day. Yeah. But nobody else does. It's just him. It's just him. And Tom Holland's Spider-Man, he can remember everything. Like, Imagine that every moment you've ever had with, say, your loved ones. Mm. 
and they can't remember anything. But, but you, you can, can remember it. But you can't say it to But you can't say you it can to You can never bring it up like, again. It's such a good heroic story. And do you know what's wild about this is that there's a very much, uh, I would say, disliked Spider-Man story called One More Day. And this is where Aunt May is injured and Spider-Man makes a deal with Mephisto to bring it, to save Aunt May. But Mephisto wants Spider-Man and Mary Jane's relationship. Like that, that just never happened, essentially. Fuck. This was done by comic book writers because people didn't like how settled Peter Parker had become. Makes he was sense. married, he was successful and yeah, all this yeah. stuff. So they just retconned the whole thing. And that's effectively what they've done here, but... Because people were unhappy that Spider-Man had all of the Stark gadgets and toys and everyone knew his identity yeah. and all of this. And so, like, they've effectively done that. But I think this is in a much more satisfying way because it's not solely the relationship. It's just no one remembers him. Everyone remembers. It's also a great get out. Yeah, everyone remembers Spider-Man so and the things he's He's still part of the Avengers. Yes. And he's still involved. But it's just Avengers Affinity War and Endgame happened. But nobody... He never took off his mask. Yes. Or, and Tony Stark would be the only one that you would ask, well, how does that even work? If he doesn't know who Peter Parker is, how did he join Civil War? But then Tony Stark is dead. So it doesn't matter. Exactly. that loophole. Everyone knows that they're, that, um, like, Spider-Man is the reason that this happened. Spider-Man defeated Mysterio and all this. But just no one knows who Spider-Man is. Yeah. And... He has to make the sacrifice that he has all of his loved ones. Yeah. They all have to just remember every interaction they've ever had with him. But also, because, like, it's so good because Spider-Man, like Peter Parker, in our universe, uh, like he knows all of these people. So he, he can go to Doctor Strange and just introduce himself as Spider-Man. He knows Matt Murdock now if he needs help with the law or anything like that. So... He knows all of these characters exist. They don't know him. They don't have a relationship. But if he went up to them and just said, look, I need, I need help, he could probably talk his way into it. But the problem is, the main thing is Ned and MJ. Yes. And that's the big killer. So, like, he says there's a real lovely goodbye between him, Andrew Garfield, and Todd McGuire. Yeah. And they just, the last line is, it's what we do. Yeah. This is what we do. Because he doesn't have words to say. Like, and they just have this Hogan screed and everyone freaks out yeah. because the three of them are Hogan. <laughs> and then Andrew Garfield is just like, you're in tremendous pain, aren't you? <laughs> Joe McGuire's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> um, and so that's one scene I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. But then it hits me. The next scene, they have to have... Yeah, the goodbyes. Before we get to that, I just want to say there's a moment between Jamie Foxx's Electro and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man when Electro's defeated. Okay. And Jamie Foxx is just like, I don't know, man, Like you're from Queens, you help people, I really thought you'd be black. <laughs> Can I just make, say a plot point for that? that Go ahead. It's a bit, of a bit of a loophole. Yeah. Thought everyone who came in was knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man. Uh, I, I think the conceit there, he does know, he does know at the end of... But he didn't know that he was white. So he just knows the name. He Peter knows Parker. the name Peter Parker. That's a gal. That's, yeah. that's pretty loose. That's loose now. Oh, if you want to talk about that, how the fuck does Venom get there? 
That's uh, a good point. Yeah. He's my, never met Peter Parker. My logic is that the symbiotes are like a hive mind, so maybe they're all connected <laughs> across multiverses. I think we're putting that in ourselves. Now, but look, it works um, for me. Uh, but, uh, and also, Jamie Foxx is like, ah, there's probably a black Spider-Man out there somewhere. And I was like, yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. There is. There's a really famous and one that there, everyone likes. It's a really good one. It's a really good one. Have you seen Into the Spider-Verse, <laughs> Jamie? It's pretty good. There's another one coming out. <laughs> and so, we have the goodbye between Ned, MJ and Peter Parker. So heartbreaking. This acting between the three of them, it felt like they knew this is like the end of their trilogy. That yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with those two going forward. But the, it felt like that they were actually saying goodbye. Like this is yeah. this is the end. Yeah, and like and little things like Ned and Peter have their handshake that they've been doing the whole time, but they do with one last time, and they're both really focused on it. Yeah, because it's like we'll never do this again. And the bit with MJ when she's like, I love you. Yeah. And he's about to say it back. She's like, no. No. Tell me after. Tell me when you meet me again. Tell me when you meet me again. Cause, and if you don't find me, I'll figure it out. I did it already. <laughs> yeah. Which is such a, like, an, that MJ line. To be yeah. like, I love the idea that she figured it out as well. Like, that's a great scene on the bridge. Oh, that's brilliant. Like, that that's like, great for that I character. figured it out. Like, you don't tell me. I uh, know. Because yeah. she's way smarter than he is. <laughs> Absolutely. And... He just, and she just says, go, swing away. And, like, he just leaves. Oh, man. Everyone forgets. And the last scene is him practicing his fucking lines. Oh, my God. Going into that coffee shop. Yeah. And I'm with Tom Holland every step. I'm like, so, that poor boy. That poor boy is just, he's on his own in the world. Yeah. Like, and. You've gone full Spider-Man. He's got, yeah, he's got no one. He's got no money. He's got a shithole apartment. Yeah. And. And, okay, first of all, the coffee shop, he goes in and he just, he can't, because he sees that her and Ned got into MIT, mm. they're both happy, they're both going to have a regular life, oh, man. and he just lets that happen. Because he's, he's Spider-Man. He's Spider-Man. He has to make the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah, and he's happy to do it, it mm. seems. Uh, and But, but like, they're, him and MJ are talking, and maybe it's because they have such good chemistry on screen. But you feel like MJ feels like she knows him. There's a moment, actually, that's really good acting from Zendaya, where, like, there's a split second where it crosses her face, like, do I know him? Yeah. And it's just, it's a very small thing, and then she goes back to doing whatever she was doing. Do you know what it is? It's because she says, uh, always expect disappointment. And he says it back. Yeah, because you'll never actually be disappointed. And she's like, yeah. And it's like, oh, it's fucking so good. And you're with him because you're just like, you know each other. <laughs> you're in Kiss. love. <laughs> oh, such a good stuff. Um, and then, of course, the last scene. Ah, oh, this is my favorite Spider-Man scene I've ever. That's been. Because it's well earned. It's yeah because it's, we've been through the trilogy with him and been like, we've heard all the fucking baby Tony Stark. Yeah, all that shit, and, and he's in a shit little apartment. Nobody knows him. He has no Aunt May. He has no. no Uncle Ben. He has no friends. He has nothing. He has very interesting. He has a GED school book, which I think it's a general education diploma or something like that. But it's effectively going to college without going to college. So and he's just doing it himself. He has a sewing machine. That he just has. And his suit, Sean, is fucking beautiful. Mixture of Toby and Andrew. And his own. And his own. But the bright blue, he's got the slight webbing, like yeah. a, like a, a Toby has. Yeah. But I he's think, got the slick, 
slickness of Andrew's, Andrew's suit. And I think he still has the eyes from his own suit. Okay. So he can do all the expression and everything I think that like works. that. I think that works. I think that yeah. we've got accustomed to that with that character. But it's such a good suit. Like and it's it's very similar to like the classic comic suit. It's almost Earth six one six accurate, like perfectly to what it is. Yeah, like the cut of it, the there's and there's no robot arms. Thank there's God. there's no inbuilt AI. And so the it's, movie ends with him swigging through New York. In the snow. In the snow. And the Christmas music is played, and he's just being Spider-Man, friendly neighbourhood Spider-Man by himself. He's just doing it. He's just doing it. Peter Parker, he has nobody. And he's just trying to live his life. And at the minute it ends, I'm like, I want to see another one. Yeah. I want to see what he's like in that world. And what I really don't want is them to go back on the memory thing. No, I want that to stick. I want that to stick. I want him to win over MJ again. I have a terrible feeling of what's going to happen. Oh, no. I think... First movie, he's going to be sad about MJ. Watch her from a distance and things like that. That's weird. A little bit weird, but he will he will do it. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's going to meet Gwen Stacy. <gasps> and just as they're getting happy, MJ's going to remember. Because Peter Parker can't be happy. I understand. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we're in a bit of a tricky position here. Because mm. I want Tom Holland to be happy forever. Yes. But I, Peter Parker can never be Peter happy. Peter Parker can never be happy in life in at life. all. And no matter what happens, he's always sad. MJ comes back, Gwen is there. Gwen is there and Nate dies. <laughs> Somebody has to die. Well, what's great about this as well is like, the, it, it, we've gotten to the origin, which basically puts Spider-Man where he usually is in the comics. Like, shitty apartment, he's going to get a job at the Daily Bugle, mm. which is going to be fascinating. Uh, and He might get one at the Daily... Uh, Daily, yeah, with J. John James. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, like yeah. the podcast. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he would get one there. Oh, yeah, he's going to be an intern there, basically. Yeah. Um, which I think will be hilarious to watch. But he's... um, He's out on his own, but, like, you get the kind of feeling that he's okay. Which yes. I think is very important, because otherwise you just feel bad for him. No, you need those movies. Like, we, Tom Holland Homecoming would not be okay no. in this position. But we've grown with him. We've seen him in Civil War, where he's all excited. Yeah. We've seen him Homecoming, where he just wants to get involved. Yeah. And then you also have Far From Home. You've, he saved the universe. He disappeared for five years. He came back. He helped save the universe. And in this one, he's lost so much. Yeah, he, he wants out, basically. But he's... There, I think the, the growth in this, in this series for this character is amazing. Just, yeah. Like, you, we've seen this... Like, kid, probably real life as well. Like, we've seen 18 year old Tom Holland grow up into 25 year old Tom Holland. But, this like, is true. But you've also seen, like, young Peter Parker, he's only trying to get together. And in a very short period of time, when this movie ends, I'm like, he's going to be okay. Like, he's going to try his best. Yeah, he's going to be friendly neighborhood Spider Man. And, like, they can also put him in different stories now because when the Iron Spider is able to, like, take on Thanos and an army of aliens. In kill mode. In kill mode. You can't put him up against street level thugs and mob bosses, you know. I want I want him to have that suit and have it sliced up and like coming out with battles and he's just like bruised and bloody and he's like, I did it though. I, I finished it. Yeah, I, I, I put a stop to this, whatever it was. Um, and as well, it, like... One of the reasons why it's so interesting that Spider-Man would make his own suits is because he can repair his own suits then. 
Yeah, because that's the power of his charm. That he's like, he's just a kid. Yeah. He's trying his best. He's just, and like, any spare bit of cash he has goes into being Spider-Man. And he can never be happy. No. Because he's just constantly trying to save everybody else. He never thinks about himself. Um, I, I touched on it earlier that I think they'll bring in Gwen Stacy, but do you think you can bring in that character without knowing she's going to be killed off? No. You think? I also think that there will be riots if they bring in Gwen Stacy and Zendaya is there. If they're still, I think the chemistry is so good between mm. the two of them that even if there was a Gwen Stacy, <clears throat> I don't know who it would be. But no matter what, the poor actress who is chosen—oh yeah, she'll be slaughtered for that role on social media—will be slaughtered for the sole, not anything to do with her. Not at all. But, but the problem is, if you come in, you would still be like, "Well, why would he choose her?" That's yeah. Like, there would be no scenario. Where we could see that Tom Holland Spider-Man not choose Zendaya. Because we've seen their chemistry together. Yeah. That would be mad for the creators to be like, yeah, but we've got her over here. But then like, you run into, like, they, then they will have to undo the memory thing at some point. I just want them to win her back over. And I want just them to like become friends. Like, I just think that would be more interesting over a few movies. But, but like, how do you, like... I think you have the moment of, like, I mean, 51st dates, did it? <laughs> like, you, you have the moment where, like... I suppose, yeah, he knows stuff about her. That's the thing. But she doesn't know anything about him. That's a very strange dynamic, I would say. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't like to watch Tom Holland, like, meta game. Like, you know, do the perfect run of finding romance. You, you don't want him to Groundhog Day this. Yeah, I don't want him to Groundhog Day. Like, because he knows everything about her. Like, likes, dislikes, fears, all that kind of stuff. Um... Maybe like and like if it just happens that he's just a regular at the coffee shop, I suppose, and they get to talking. Maybe I get that. Mm. I just hope that in multiverse of madness, they don't just say, "Oh, and here's Zendaya's memories," and just pop them in. I th- I think they probably they probably will, which I think will actually make this movie worse. Yeah, if they do. If they go back on it in another movie or in the next movie, I think it makes the ending to this worse. Yeah, and see the trade off as well is that like Zendaya is very busy. She's busy with lady. Busy lady, lot she of work. She has Dune 2 coming up as well. Tune. And Tune. <laughs> and it, it's possible that this is just a way to like shelve that character for a while. And like she'll, she'll pop up later on down the line. Mm. I just I just think they're great. I just think the trilogy. I think the three of them. The, the trinity of the, the three the, of them. The is, trinity of the three characters in this trilogy is... Is so good. Yeah, and like it puts... It, it, this is Spider-Man's origin story over three films which is bonkers and then Kevin Feige's a madman Kevin Feige's a fucking lunatic and Amy Pascal two fucking lunatics yeah and um, like and you can do now I said like Spider-Man like more ground level stories but like you can also do some of the like the stuff that we haven't gotten yet like he can meet Harry Osborn Oscorp can be founded. Imagine Oscorp being founded in the MCU and Tom Holland being immediately suspicious. And like trying to prove that they're evil even though they're not doing anything bad. Doing nothing wrong at all. I mean, you could just have uh, like Harry Osborn buys the Stark building. I, yeah, I think that that's probably being set up, isn't it? I think it's either him or Reed Richards. I'm not quite sure which one's going to buy it. Did, yeah, does, is it mentioned that it was sold? Oh, no, sorry. It, uh, it's sold. It the, is sold. The Stark building is sold. Yes. The Avengers Tower, whatever. The Avengers Tower, I think it's it called. But I don't know whether it was... Was it announced that Reed Richards bought it? Or I don't know. I, Tom Holland knows. Because he said in an interview he knows who did it. Yeah. And he whispered it to Zendaya and she went, No way! So... 
I think it might be Reed Richards would be my prediction. That would make sense as a movie that we've had announced. But, I mean, it could also be Oscorp. We don't know. Yeah, that would work. That would make sense why Tom Holland was told that. Mm. If it was Oscorp. Yeah. You know? But they wouldn't tell him anything. Not at all. Not at all. He barely knew anything about this movie. <laughs> Although, journalists stop asking him being like, you're a spoiler king. Yeah, that's... Like, he, he did really well in this one. He did. Everyone else spoiled everything. Yeah, he did nothing. Poor Andrew Garfield. Like, I mean, he's a liar, isn't he? He's a fucking... Like, he's, he fucking lied to our faces for what months. What a fucking dickhead. I've turned on him. I've turned on him. I've turned on him. I don't want any more Garfield in my life. No, he's absolutely... On Mondays? It's movie Mondays, indeed. <laughs> no, I, I think... Um, okay, we need to wrap this up, Sean. It's been going on for a long time. That's fair. So, yeah, but, I just looked at the clock. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we just love Spider-Man. But, um, Sean, what are we thinking about this movie? Good, bad, or mediocre? I would say great. I would say this is the best translation of a comic book to the screen. S- on par with The Suicide Squad. That was earlier this year. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's fucking really, really good. It is good. It's going to be right up there on our Movies of the Year yeah, awards. Yeah, that's, that's coming um, up. Choose between this and Dune. I can't wait. Um, I can't tune. And you, this is going to get tiresome. <laughs> Tyroon. <laughs> the, um, I think also, the school to Tyroon. <laughs> fuck's sake. The, very quickly as well, the post-credits has Venom in a bar. Uh, like Tom uh, do you Hardy. know my, re- my crowd did not react whatsoever Tom Ho- Andrew Garfield showed up got a reaction yeah uh, Tom McGuire showed up got a reaction fucking Tom Hardy showed up everything. ah uh, fuck, fuck it this. nobody gives a shit and he's just like he's learning about what happened in this universe and then he's like maybe I'll go to New York and visit this spider it's quite funny that he just gets immediately disappeared yeah it's it, it's it's pretty strange and then the, the the other one then is just a, a teaser for Doctor Strange. Which we'll talk about when it officially comes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, Connor, what did you think of this movie? Good, bad or indifferent? <sighs> a lot of Weetabix. A lot of Weetabix. A lot of Weetabix. I think it's, it's, I mean, there's a lot of buy-in. But yeah. it's one of those movies that we know the plot is way for tin. We also know there's a buy-in for this thing happens. Yeah. The multiverse is opened. Let's not ask how the multiverse is open, it's just it, open. It just happens. Doctor Strange does it by accident. And it leads to a whole bunch of cool stuff. So if your mind is like, I don't like it because this thing does, or this thing happens, my mind is like, I'm glad I just have to accept that that happened because we got all of this great content over. Yeah. So, okay, I'm willing to accept that because we got this. Um, and I, I think it's, I think it's, excellent because it doesn't forget that it's in the homecoming far from home universe this is about the three of them yeah no matter how good Willem the fall Andrew Garfield is or, or Tom McGuire or any of them this is about the three of them and, and Tom Holland especially and he's surviving oh yeah and like he, they like they, they telegraph very hard in the movie like, we'll always be together the three of us it's like okay you're definitely not all together <laughs> but at least everyone's alive at the end of it exactly um, um I, th- I think that might bring the review to an end. I think it probably should, come. Should, I think it's... The sun went down as we were recording this. We started this in the daytime. Yeah, mm. around about 9am. Uh, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Sean, would you like to take us out? I will. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening to this very special episode of Movie Monday's review show, 
Christmas episode. All of these things roll together. Bit of a bit of a multiverse meld ourselves today. Oh, a bit of madness. Oh, bit, uh, a bit of madness. A uh, bit of multi-tune madness. If you liked the, the I'm breezing past it. Uh, it is annoying now that I hear it back. Don't you me. hear it once? <laughs> yeah. But uh, if you like this kind of movie review, we do uh, other ones um, very like this on our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Coming out soon, round about Christmas time, uh, we took a look at Batman Returns, the most Christmassy comic book movie. This is a Christmas comic. Spider-Man is a Christmassy movie. Yeah, it's at Christmas. Finishes at Christmas. Yeah, and Batman is also there. Yeah. so head on over there if you want to check that out. Big shout outs go to all of our patrons. I saw Waffles Kissing Santa Claus underneath the mistletoe last night. Ho ho ho, Merry Wafflemas. Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin the Wife Halley, Ryan Wright Time Evanson, Sean Groyer Mo for a Bro Jameson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, and a team Irish Walrus Helmroos. Uh, little Dicky, Jason takes off his mask and reveals himself to be old Saint Nicholas. <gasps> Merry Christmas, bitches, he exclaims, <gasps> McGrew. Oh my god. Oh my god, Merry Christmas, bitches, to you as well. Uh, <laughs> thank you to Danny McLaughlin, Ray, I can't believe Wanda did this, Sammy DeLucia, Michelle, Merry Christmas to all, Brown, and Dune. Sorry, actually, it sounds better if I say it in my accent. Here we go. Dune, what is best when you have no time to die? And you'll never be far from home. Luke Hoth. All the movies. All the movies that we love equally and have definitely seen all three of them. Uh, I have no time to watch No Time to Die. <laughs> I heard it's good. I heard it's, yeah, I heard it's yeah. pretty good. Um, I, I, it got spoiled for me, but like, I don't <laughs> yeah. give a shit. Um, but... If, if you want a sports show, head on over there. You can also do it in other ways. There's a merch store link below. Twitter is at Heroes for Hire Pod. Facebook is Detective Divilments Discussion Group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast. Or you can email us Heroes for Hire underscore at Outlook.com. And this is where I'd usually say that the best way to help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. But given that it is Christmas time, I'm going to allow you to tell two people that we exist. <sighs> somebody and then say it Nick or two actual people two actual people but not us like you can't just tweet us and tell us that we exist though I do appreciate the validation would, from time it to time would be good to hear it every now and then Connor how are you Sean yeah you exist June <laughs> and I think that's about June. it June <laughs> June in next time well done we should have said that before the review yeah tune in good. next week oh, oh shit. shit okay we'll re-record it yeah, let's just fine. do it all again what was that two months ago yeah congrats <laughs> um, so I think that's about it Connor so I have been Connor Lawler I have been Sean we shall see y'all next week bye bye 
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.